Hello, everybody. And before we get into this week's episode, let me once again tell you about the Second Print Comics podcast, a podcast that's run by my men, Remzo and Mark. And if you want to know a little trivia, what is something that me and Remzo both have in common? Yes, we both have the COVID. And yes, we have not missed a show because of it. So I salute Remzo right there. But you should go over and check out the Second Print Comics podcast. This week, they ended up talking about the What If comics at Marvel, some of the funnest things that you can talk about. It, it is a really good episode, a lot of laughs, all of that, because you can't not have fun talking about the concept of the What If comics, and they end up taking advantage of that and have a really, really good and fun episode. So go over and check them out. Subscribe to their podcast. Also, go to their Twitter and Instagram. That's both at Second Print Pod. Then go to their website, secondprintcomics.com, and then go and subscribe to their Patreon, patreon.com slash secondprintpod, which I do myself. I have been a supporter of theirs for a while now and have even supported Mark in some of his other podcasts that led into this as well. It's such a good quality podcast with two really good guys that end up having such a good chemistry. And that's really why you should go check it out. Number one is that they have just a great chemistry and have a lot of fun doing things and, you know, even with the COVID, you know, and, and you end up, Remzo said, he's not letting it take him down. So I'm going to get inspiration from him and not let it get me as well. But go and check it out again. The Second Print Comics, a podcast. Check it out right now. And we're going to go off to the episode. You break my record. Now I break you like I break your friend. Better fast up is going to be a bumpy ride. Yo, this tone of referee, you know what I mean? And I'm about to bring y'all some history. We got the best of both worlds, and I got the Get Fresh crew. Poop, poop. Hey, baby, wake up from your sleep. We have arrived onto the future, and the whole world is become. You do, cause it's the Get Fresh Crew. You review the books, get shaved and dirty looks, now let Ron just say poo-poo. Hello and welcome back to the show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Moore. And this is episode number 341 of the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. 341. You looking for fun, Eric? Is that what you say on the weekends or is that only Wednesdays? Is that Wednesdays that you say you're looking for fun? Are you really? What am I, a giant boar? I I don't ever want fun in your your mind? I thought you meant you were a a pig. Yes, you are. You are a giant boar. Oh, my. Take that, you jerk. (laughs) Hey, welcome to the podcast. Had more people this week tell me, and recently, like the last day, like, hey, I just listened to you guys and. Do you guys like each other? That was like the question of the week. Are you guys like really hateful to each other? And I I said, yes, I'm not a liar, Eric. I don't want to lie about those things, though. We we ended up last week. We ended up last week. You you are. I say that to everybody. We ended up last week kind of going a little retro. I told you, and it's funny, too. 
where we had some comments even in the Slack. Like, man, that was awesome. You and Eric decided to go retro. I said, Eric had no idea what was hitting him. No. I don't know what you just got hit by just now. Maybe a Transformer. But, yeah, you had no idea. Yes. Things yes. like that. And uh, so with that, the reason I bring that up is I got a message, which was one of the funniest messages I've ever gotten in my life, was basically a, hey, Jim and Eric. This was somebody who had just followed us on Twitter. So they message, hey, Jim and Eric, I don't know what happened after the start of the show, but you ended up playing a real sad song with these noise clips. And and I felt like I was sad, but it was supposed to be happy. And I, I wonder what you guys mean by that. And I'm like, yeah, that, that's the Monday morning pump up song. That's, what that's you, the thing. You is. Up. You put up the, I, I even forget about, forgot about the idea of the Monday oh, yeah. morning pump up song because of and I never, the joke yeah. five years ago that we had one time, I think, or maybe two, a couple of times. It's like, all right, we're going to play a really sad song with some <laughs> weird things in the back. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be a huge joke for everybody. We're going to continue. We're going to continue it and this week. Like, now, I, I started listening to him like, oh, yeah, this is a stupid yeah. fucking oh, yeah. joke. It's our joke. Well, the joke was set up back then. But to go old school, we never set it up. So I did want to say this because this person was just like they thought that their mind had warped or something like that. And the joke and was as a kid. Me and you both love like morning zoos and just the wacky stuff. And usually they'll have like the Friday morning fart song or they'll have the, you know, let's work to the weekend sort of deal in our area. Going to bang on these drums all day. Our neck of the woods, you'd have that. And we had Pierre Robert and he would play another one on my own damn couch. For some reason became a big one in this area that I really got to. But they would just play. These pump up songs. I think that was know, more the Bear Man and Keith. That was, but I'm saying in general, all of these yeah, shows yeah. would have this where, all right, everybody ready for the weekend. And then, you know, all of a sudden you hit Lover Boy. And then while that's going on, they'd always insert awful movie clips and a lot of like, yeah, like stuff like that. So I said way back, I, I, I never do things right. So the joke was, hey, everybody, I love these morning, you know, pump up songs. So we're going to do our own. And then I messed up. The joke was that I'm horrible at doing stuff. So I messed it up. I forgot to set up the joke, Eric. So all of a sudden we're like, hey, we're going to do the pop-up song. Nobody knew what that was. And then all of a sudden it's Sinead O'Connor with, with you laughing throughout it. So we'll, we'll continue. You, you, you probably could remember the one that I will put on uh, at the end of our first section and stuff like that because I, I know what it'll be, but you'll have to wait and see. And then every Monday morning when people, because that's the other thing, we also used to have a 12-hour podcast that people would listen to all through the week. So they'd start on Monday, we'd give them the pump-up song, and then by Friday when they can finally finish the damn thing, we'd have like an outro song. There was kind of a process to it. That process is smashed to the ground, Eric. We end up doing I said the other day, and I think uh, last week I even counted, it was like six hours, actually, uh, what would have been the podcast, but it's spread around. It's spread around just like you on a Wednesday. But thanks, everybody, for, for caring, and welcome to the show. And if you want to go and find us all over the place and, and ask me about the pump-up song, you can go over to Twitter at Weird Science DC. You can go to our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com, where you can get reviews of all the books we're going to talk about, plus more. And you can go to our Patreon account, patreon.com slash weirdscience, where you get a ton of shows, all sorts of comics, DC, Marvel, indie, manga, all that sort of thing. One of the things, though, that we do each and every week, me and Eric get together on Thursday night, and we talk about two books from that week, two books picked by the bad asses of the Get Fresh crew. Beep boop. Beep boop. 
And they end up getting a pick of whatever they want. Sometimes they end up picking the best books of the week. Sometimes they pick ones to hear me and Eric go crazy. Right? Crazy, we are. This week was the former. Yes. Uh, well, you end up having this week on the Patreon spotlight, Future State the Flash number two. Now, Eric just said a controversial you know what, statement. That, yeah, I agree. I say that now. I'm like, no, a lot of people aren't going to agree. No, with that, yeah. But you, yeah. you you, liked it. And that's. I do. And I still do. This is I don't the fight thing. anybody it on the street who disagrees. And, and really, I one time when I was a kid. I won't fight One time I was scared. a kid and I thought. Is every, One time. Do everybody have their own opinion? Are everybody allowed to say something? I said, hey, Bobby Brown, can, he said it's their prerogative. So I believe in that, Eric, and I believe in it ever since. I'm not and trusting so that Bobby is Brown. Your, yeah, uh, he knows that. He doesn't know much else. Uh, but yeah, we had Future <laughs> State, The Flash, number two, which is a book that you liked a lot more than others, and I, I did too. Not as much also, as you. Like future State, the Flash number one as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people, I, I have a little suck it. Oh yeah, you want to hear the suck it? Wait till we get later. I have a theory that I think you'll agree with, and I'm going to expose yeah. everyone, and I am going to crack and the himself. code. Well, I always do that. I, I record naked. I I like cracking the code, Eric. Right? And, and, and usually, what I do is I. The thing is, you say you crack the code to things like I know why people <laughs> eat now. I've cracked the code. No, I'm like, no you're an idiot. What Calm I'm thinking down. is I'm going to call your skull the code, and, and I'm just oh, no. going to go, and everybody will like it. We also did Future State Wonder Woman number two, a book yes. that everybody book. really liked. Probably we didn't like it as much as they wanted to. You know, we can never yeah. win, but no, I, I, have, I have a cracking the code. It's not a theory. It's not really a cracking the code. It's more of an exposure of the hypocrisy, Eric. The, not the crypt, right. not the cryptocracy. In the far it's sector, like some kind of conspiracy theory the, going on here. Yeah, kind of, kind of, and it's a it's a conspiracy theory against Eric Shea, and, and we'll do that. It'll oh, be shit. it'll be in the end of the podcast, the second section. I we'll know. We'll talk it. about it. We'll talk about it. Do, do you know what I'm when I'm going to talk about? Have you cracked a code? Everything exactly. I cracked a code. The entire world is against me. I knew it all. Well, along. that is, but I'm going to expose their <laughs> hypocrisy, Eric. The hypocrisy, but. Those two books, again, are picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. Beep, boop, all right. And what we do each week is we celebrate them. We salute them. We do whatever you want. Salute your shorts right now, Eric, because this is the badass roll call. Uh, uh. Uh, 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 uh. That hurt, Eric. That hurt. Josh Murray from Not a Robot Podcast. Ted Probst, Lawrence Lee, Forrest Pauly, Cam. Joseph Watchstick, Matt Eraser, D-Man 3000, All New Dave, Lady Abby, Cisco Eric, Matches Balone, I'm getting sexy now, especially Niels t David Fink, Joey Bear Casco, Stephen Baum, Tony Walton, Jason Colby, Sue 42 for you, Eric, Michael G, Ken Halleck, Comic Boom Rocky, Cellar Dweller, Mark Jager, Eric G, Aldrin Stosia, Nick Adams, Bill Beer from the Bat Pod, Ruben, Carlos, is that sexy? He's definitely not sexy. Wolf Marv, G Funk, Luke Hollywood, Simon, Luis, Manship, Andrew Belfast, Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Vermillion, Dalton Edom, my man Pete from NYC, Sailor Moon Mark, our man Rob <laughs> Lewis, Brandy, and Double A Ron, shout out to the all time great Reggie, boom, boom, and a boom. Whoop, whoop. It's almost like I've done this before, Eric. It, it's very, uh, crazy. I think I went through that a little too easy. So we're going to go back and mention once again, <laughs> Sailor Moon Mark, just to make you laugh. I heard you giggle there. I'm going to expose everyone later. It's going to be so great. I'm going to put everybody on blast. But right now, we're going to go off to the podcast. We're going to kick this whole deal off. We're going to start off with 
as we did last week in a little bit of a retrograde deal, Eric. We're going to start off with the news. Now it's time for Jim and the news. Listening to Jim is what I want to do. He's talking solicits and very uncovers before all the meat and the cheese that's from under. And now it's up for Jim and the news. And now it's up for Jim and the news. And now it's up for Jim and the news. Oh yeah, and I guess Eric's there. I did it, Eric. I didn't even know. <laughs> I thought that was going to be the version. I guess I just got rid of that older version because I – or newer version, Eric, because you're here with me. See, yeah. that's how it works. That's behind the scenes. It is. I didn't think – I was about to say, and Eric is here too, and he is. Here he is, and we're going to talk about two news items here, some books that will be coming out later on. One Later on when? Like, later on when? Around May time. May All day. Right. And, and they are books that are kind of future state centric. One being uh, pretty away. much, pretty much a continuation, it seems, but future state continues, Eric, with Jason Todd Red Hood series. The former Robin Jason Todd will be hunting Batman and his adopted family, aka the Bat family in the first arc in a Which new one? DC ongoing series debuting this summer called future state Gotham. You like that? You like the Must ring be of that? Future Eric? State Gotham. Didn't we say that at some point that we wanted a Future State Gotham book as well? I said that I wanted a full out. I think future you said state. you wanted a Future wanted State that. Gotham Central. Yeah, that's what it was. Just to show you what led to this whole deal. I want a lot of things in life. I get shit. But what I did not want was a Future State Gotham book that features the continuing adventures of Red Hood, as we saw him in the backup previously in Dark Detective Number Two, because. I don't like that Jason Todd or what he's doing with Ravager or how he's acting. It just seems like a weird idea. And the idea that he would then go off and hunt Batman, you assume Bruce Wayne because and his adopted Bat family, I guess maybe we'll see at the end of the next Batman that he gets brought into the fold or like we saw in Nightwing where he becomes a whole thing because you have to assume he is hunting Jace Tim Fox. Congratulations, Eric. That was lame. Lame take that was there. No, I agree with you. We did not enjoy. What's your take? I'm just trying to tell you. I want to spell it out in my well, mind. No, this is the thing. When you first started saying about how you didn't want that, I thought you were just going to say because you did, and that was the hot take. And you continued. You kind of went against that, not against, but it was more of a informational statement than a hot take. I just hope that Dark Detective does more to tell us what happened between 2025, which it seems when Batman would have gotten shot, and 2027 when he made his grand reemergence as the Dark Detective of Gotham. Eric, that is a hot take. Who else in the level crowd say yeah? Yeah. Yeah, see, we old get a real school. producer. Old school. What's that? We do have a producer. What should we do with this? Edit that out. Oh man, the edit that out girl came back here. So yeah, we ended up. We did not really enjoy that Jason Todd backup. It seems like more people liked it than us. That's I, a lifter kind of guy. 
Well, yeah. And also, I think that you nailed it on the head when we got done. You basically said, I don't like any of the characters in this book. You end up having a piece of crap like Jason Todd as a setup. He's, you know, a turncoat. They're just going around riding motorcycles. Motorcycles. Motorcycles having angry sex. They're robots in the motor motorcycles. And yeah, they end up with uh, Ravager with Rose just was unlikable. But and also look like Linus set in the alt reality future, the current future state event. She looked like she was straight out of the peanuts. Future state Gotham is happening in a time where Gotham is ruled by a tyrannical force known as the magistrate. You hear about this? Tell me more. You hear about this thing, the magistrate? And their force, uh, that force, at least Batman City, like, yes, the Dark Knight never would. Vigilantes are illegal and shot on sight. And Jason Todd, (laughs) a.k.a. the Red Hood, has been recruited to hunt down the new Batman and his former allies. Do you it's think so he, funny you, to think about the idea. Like, we have this Red Hood backup, where we saw at the last backup issue where it was, oh no, Jason Todd looks like he's been, like, you know, he's been, like, you know, turned over by the magistrate. They have, uh, they have him being hunted right now. I'm like, I guess it's going to work out for Jason Todd. For the, we have a series going forward where he then goes and seems to be working for the magistrate still and has to hunt the next Batman. Yeah, why, why didn't he? Why did they wait to do this until after that, you know, finale deal? But anyway, disaster strikes Gotham City and all evidence points to Tim Fox. That's Jace (gasps) to you. The next Batman. Jason Todd chooses justice over his family and allies. I actually should have actually let you finish all this because I thought my hot take or whatever you want to call it was like they were trying to be coy with who Batman was (laughs) that he was taking after. So maybe I should shut my mouth and let you finish. So what you're saying, it is a lame take. I'm not going to go through with that. Allies, the magistrate enlists him to bring in the new Batman dead or alive, reads DC's description. And as you saw in that, you know, backup, dead or alive was kind of the the play and the code of having him and Rose go out together. One Rose does is one, dead. one does Jason's the other. Alive. Reads DC's description, featuring the entire cast from the popular DC Future State Batman titles. Dead Future State Gotham. Begins the next chapter in this inevitable world of tomorrow and does so with this dynamic such a weird idea I know we're getting a six issue many of the next Batman and Tim Fox's origins into becoming that which is you kind of neat because you're just throwing in the whole thing you want to know more about this but for the most part you get done January and February you think okay I'm out of the freaking future I'm getting back to my present day books we ain't got to worry about that dark awful place in the future What's that? We're having ongoings in the months after the fact that are going to bring us back to them. Like, why would you do that? Why haven't we averted the future yet? <laughs> I don't know, Eric. We haven't. It's funny. You started singing Dead or Alive. Yet last night, I really expected you every time to sing Blaze of Glory throughout the whole time we talked about Far Sector. And you didn't. Joshua Williamson and, and D- Dennis Culver. I don't know why that didn't even dawn on me. It is my, f- oh, my it favorite is. out of those I two songs. I know it is. Yeah. Our writing Future in State Gotham's Red Hood story, which is scheduled to last. Six issues. Joshua Williamson. Jim, did you know that I never drew first, but I drew first blood? I was the devil's son. They call me Young Guns. Call me Young Guns. Yes, I do know, Eric. (laughs) I'm going to jump into that anytime you allow me as well. But like you said, I'm... We're going to read this. We're going to talk about it, obviously. But I think that while this ends up happening in the summer... And I think a lot of people are going to be uh, left these things behind. And with that also, you'd have to wait for the summer for a lot of it's, people. It's Red Hood, which we do like Red Hood. This is a weird replacement of not having a Red Hood ongoing book. I think I'd rather have a Red Hood. Well, like you ongoing. say that too. I saw somebody when they announced this on Facebook for the DC previews about this. Like, what, what about the, uh, the Red Hood Outlaw book? That's not over yet. And then somebody said, "No, it's not." Next person, yes, it is. Yeah. So, like, 
I don't think anybody knows what's going on with Red Hood now. Nobody knows what's going on with anything, Eric Young. They never announced guns. final issue of number 52. It just kind of happened. You, you, you stepped over my singing. No, no, <laughs> Mr. Miracle returns a new DC series. And with the new origin story, Eric. The- <laughs> oh, we mean Mr. Miracle because we have all these Mr. Miracle. It must be Shiloh Norman since we saw him in Future State. Damn I'm right. right it is. And then you get the haters that are <laughs> on Twitter <laughs> and Facebook are like, what? What's this Mr. Miracle? What are they changing stuff up? Nobody knows that characters are older characters. Nobody knows what's going on. The New Gods, Re- well, I'm going to tell you right now. The New Gods resident escape artist Mr. Miracle returns this May with a new six-issue series. Mr. Miracle the Source of Freedom by writer Brandon Easton. I like the name Brandon Easton. Why are you making fun of the guy's name? Brandon Easton? That doesn't sound like a bad name. <laughs> you jerk. And artist Fico Osio is picking up the threads from Easton. Don't even get me started. And picking up the Easton's current Mr. Fico. Miracle in the Future State Superman Worlds of War anthology. Not mentioning that you know, Superman and Metropolis said itself, but coming back from future state with a new origin story for the Jack Kirby creation. This series functions as a de facto origin. I always wanted to change my name to de facto. Would that be pretty cool? Would you go with that? Would you call me that if I wanted you to? D. Yeah, I probably would. <laughs> would you like the D? Would you? Origin Just because story. I'd be making fun of you to everybody oh, behind that. That's I call him do? just to make fun of him. Oh. So I can do it to his face. He doesn't even know. He's a fucking idiot. <laughs> that's not nice. And a reintroduction. Uh, this series functions as a de facto origin story and a reintroduction of Shiloh Norman, Easton said in the announcement. FICO and I. Why have- does this still feel with a lot of these announcements that Dan Dio is still? working there and has every say in what's going I'm on telling you it's the ghost of dad to deal it's ghost <laughs> ghost chief he's there hey chief you could, what should we say, do you're gonna go with ghost dad but you didn't want to do that joke no. you could have said ghost dad no i yeah that would have worked better i i couldn't remember what his position was you know ghost head of and publishing co-chief co- co-chief Ghost co-chief. The, the ghost co-chief would work out really good. He's just Ghost Dan. That's what I was going to say. Ghost I Dan. Co- it's co-publisher, they're like, actually. Now they're I think like, about it. what should we do, Dan? And they have the Ouija board out. They're going to contact Ghost Dan, right? Unfortunately for maybe me and you, Brandon Easton is there at the board. He's one of those assholes that moves the thing to make it a you huckster. Mr. Miracle. Ooh, never saw that coming. Oh, my. Uh, no, no, the thing is, if, whether Dan's spirit was there or not, and he's still alive, everybody, don't worry about Dan Didio. We're just trying to make a joke here. But whether he was alive or not, Dan. this is something that Dan Didio would want. He would actually say Shiloh Norman. He'd be yelling from the back of the freaking crowd so everybody could hear him. He was a Shiloh Norman book. And, and then if it worked out, nobody would remember that he suggested it, Eric. But if it failed, thank you, Tom if they King. Failed, thank you. Because I want to point that out just now that I brought that up. Everybody right now, this is cracking the code, Eric. Anybody who sits there and blames, blames Dan DeDio because he picked the characters for Heroes in Crisis, that Dan DeDio didn't let Tom King do the wedding. Look this up because I'm not making this up. The idea that Mr. Miracle series was all Dan DeDio's, then Tom King had his near-death experience and thought, that's what I'll write it about. But Dan DeDio was the one who told him, Mr. Miracle series, do it, just like you did Vision, 
at, at Marvel. Why does everybody forget that and doesn't ever give him credit for that, but likes to piss and shit on him for all the things that didn't work out? Now, there is a common thread in this of Tom King when they don't work out as well. So there. Take that. And this revamp of Mr. Miracle also goes with the idea that people were the only Mr. Miracle for me is the Tom King deal. Well, I guess you, you're narrow minded and Gross. you're not going to have any characters because this is the only this Mr. Is what Miracle happens. I like is one that kills himself and says that he doesn't like living. That's my Mr. Miracle. He chose to stay dead with his family, Eric. The he ambiguous, wants his ghost baby. Am. Ambiguous. That was the name of the character at the end. Uh, one of the ghosts. I just baby. want somebody to be coming out here to be one of these pretentious guys. Like, look, if it's not Thaddeus Brown, it's not for I'm me. You fucks. You, this is where you're going to get a lot of people where you're really narrowing yourself down because if you're not aware, a lot of these characters have multiple versions. So yeah. stop with your nonsense. Just go with this. If you're going to hate it, read it first. And, and then not the people will come out and say, this is the bullshit why DC fails. They need to come up with new ca- characters. Be creative. Just don't keep recycling the old names like it's been around a while man don't worry yeah, about it no I, more and you're not even reading the books you're not supporting no the that's, that's what we see mouth. all the time every time we see people with like intense hate and you, you talk to them a little more yell at them or argue eventually they expose themselves and they also tell you eric that's a joke they also tell you that I because you start bringing up. Listen, this is an old character. This isn't a new one. They're not changing anything. This is new. I haven't read DC since '98. My girlfriend got it for me. I'm like, I'll slice you. I will slice <laughs> you. Why are you arguing about something that you don't know? What are you, Jim Warner? Got a nuke something, Jim Warner. <laughs> In this revamp of the Mister Miracle character, especially after the hit Mister Miracle series by Tom King and Mitch Gerards, and I, I can't say anything about that. It was a hit. Mister Miracle is a celebrity magician. He's one of them Chris Angels. He is. He's going to mind freak us. <laughs> he He's going to freak us. A modern day Houdini, aren't we all? Aren't we all? That, that's what I call Eric when he. He's more of a David Blaine in my I mind. I call you a modern day Houdini every time you try to get in them skinny jeans, you fat ass. Who is in the back end of his five <laughs> minutes of fame? This is why people think we hate each other, is looking for something I'm more. To think so too. <laughs> I know how I can get you out of those jeans, right? Wait, buy you a drink. When a new showman with a crowbar comes, yes, and a lot of willpower and some sweat, new showman to town looking to outdo what Mr. Miracle made his fame with. It begins a challenge, both professional and I don't even remember what we're talking about. Mr. Miracle, the source of freedom, okay, number one of six. Goes on sale. Terrible name. On the source May of freedom. 4th. Source of freedom. It just it makes me think. I'm sorry, it's just me, but it just makes me think of Superman for the quest for That's peace. That's what it makes you feel like. Are you? You would want to, in your mind, anytime you'd have this. It has to do. The title would have to do with escaping, right? You'd have to have something like that. Freedom. How about Mr. Miracle, mind freak? Would you like that? Well, now I just kind of want Freedom Beast in there, too, because a lot of people don't even know about him. Yeah, really. They don't know about Freedom Beast, and he is pretty cool. I will agree with you. Freedom him. Beast is captured. You know who's the source of his escape? Mr. Mr. Miracle. Miracle. Shiloh Norman. The source of freedom. Come at you this May. Oh, my. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> he showed up a little bit ago. We were laughing. Uh, but, yeah, there you go. But that was of the yeah, mind. Was. Uh, but, yeah, that's the news, Eric. I, I don't know if it was. Right. I can't tell. And anymore now but thanks everybody for listening to that but we're going to go off right now to some of them there future state books and the milestone comes out segregation reggie bitch can't get it through the door i'm all jacked up on mountain dew i'm a man 
man. I'm 40. How dare you? Night is yours alone. Ain't nobody. You sure you had enough? A 6.8 out of 10, honestly. Get fresh, girl. Oh, oh, oh. I'm not going to come in here and tell you what you can and can't talk about, but that is inappropriate. I'm not even about that. You hear me, Tim? Edit that out. Have fun. Load up your pistols. Cottonwood. People coming to town. I love that so much. All right, let's get this going. Eric, here we are, and it is the Magistrate City, Eric. We're just living in it. Book. Yeah, well, we have that. I have to go. I have another song that we'll play at the end that's only <laughs> into that first book, or second book anyway, so there you have it. But this is the section that we will have the Welcome next to the Batman future, everybody. and our whole deal with the Superman of Metropolis. That's John Kent. And yeah, we're going to be going through four of the Future State books tonight. Again, if you want to hear all the Future State stuff, you'd have to listen to our Patreon-exclusive podcast over on the Patreon.com slash Weird Science with The Flash and Wonder Woman. But we are going to start with, as we usually do, if there's a Batman book, it's usually going to be first. When and is there a Batman book, Jim? Yeah, really. That's what I actually said as a joke because it was uh, Nation of Nerds Mark who ended up saying, hey, everybody, there's going to be a big announcement of a new Batman family book. And I said, boy, that's that's what we need. <laughs> I wanted to be – I should have yelled first. I, I ended up – I said something. I wasn't as hateful as somebody. I'm like, oh, that, I'm so glad because I, I've been waiting for that to happen, that Batman family book. But, yeah, that was the Jason Todd one again. We weren't that hip on that story with Jason uh, Joshua Williamson when he did that. And he has a bunch of things coming out, like one of your favorite characters, Red Hood. He has one of my favorite characters and yours, Damian Wayne Robin book. And I'm not the biggest fan of his. I think that he ends up going a little surface level a lot. So maybe he'll surprise us when we get to those. That workload he has coming on. Hopefully he, well, maybe that'll be the deal. Maybe with too much work. He'll end up, it'll open up his mind, Eric. Free your yeah, mind, that's what happens. Joshua 
didn't that happen with Bendis? I thought that he got a lot of stuff, but boy, it was all hitting, right? All hitting me right in the choppers, Eric. This is the book that we call Future State, the next Batman, number three. I want to tell you, stop yucking it up now. It's, it's not fun time now. You know we have a, a rep to, to you know go with there. You know that we're we're very serious. A rep. <laughs> a rep. <laughs> we're gonna have to call our rep to, to get us out of this nonsense. Future State, the next Batman number three. Uh, the main story written by John Ridley, art by Laura Braga, breakdowns by Nick Darrington. Break it down for me, Eric. And colors by Arif Prianto and letters by Clayton Cowles. You do think when they say breakdowns, like he just comes in with the boombox and he hits it and then starts and ends up with I that think stance. That's what that's not what happens. That's what I thought breakdowns were all Break about. Break it down I, now. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. And that at the end, he spins, but then ends up with his hand on his head like you do, and you're real cool and doing the head spin. That's illegal, that head spin. I know. And I, I just want to ask you. Alfonso told me. I, I want to ask you. You like the barbecue sauce. The next Batman no, continues its street-level slow burn story. And while I was hoping we'd get to Luke, realizing his brother's the next Batman, this issue why I say that, Eric, because I fully wanted the last one to be a team-up with Batwing, but we will have to wait for next issue's finale for that, I guess. Still, I like what we got here, especially the Fox Family stuff. I just wish Jace was a bit more unique as Batman while he was in the Cape and Cow. In the backups, I like what we got for the Outsiders enough to not be mad if that story actually continued, but was pretty bored with the Astrid Arkham story that got real small by the end. And I see people flip-flopping. Some people don't like that uh, Outsiders deal. The thing is, I'm actually I was, I was shocked how much I enjoyed the Outsiders compared to how much I didn't like it the first time we got it. But going into the Ashton Arkham, I was riding high in my mind after that Outsiders story. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe this Ashton Arkham thing isn't as bad as well. We're going to have a lot of action going. To find out at the end, it's just all about stealing the bad signal so we can modify it someplace else into a sense of like, you put your entire team through life and death right now for a goddamn floodlight. I think you could have got that somewhere else. Dr. Phosphorus is just like, Four for a, for a signal. <laughs> He's so upset. I was doing I was it so for mad that. at the end of that stupid story. Yeah. And the thing was, I think if I remember right, you did like the Arkham Knight story more than me last time we got that. I, I Maybe. said, I, I said, I like aspects yeah, of yeah, here I, and there. I ended up, but I thought, and a lot of people in the Slack did, though. I know for that. And it, it seemed like a flip flop deal. It seemed like whether you, if you like the outsiders one, you didn't like the extra, like the lines were drawn here. And I kind of dug a little bit of what they started off with the outsider story, but a lot of these things have really fizzled out, like the Astra. And I was really impressed, actually, with the outsider story. I thought that it really intrigued me enough, like I said, that if they ended up saying, hey, we're going to continue that in a digital or whatever, I wouldn't be upset about that. I'd well, like the to follow. Well, the thing is, after this, we have a you know a cursed lightning elemental, and it's Jefferson Pierce right now, who's pretty much living inside you know the, the Soul Taker sword, a revamped Soul Taker sword that Signal's now carrying around. I want them to team up with Jakeem or Johnny Thunder and have Thunderbolt say, "You're stealing my bit, man." That would be funny if they did. But I, I actually did like it. Now I like the next Batman story enough. It's doing enough for me not to be mad. This seems to be like my mo now. Last issue. I, I just need. A little more. And and like I said, the idea of a street-level Batman that gets hurt and doing low-tech, even with Bruce Wayne being a rich asshole, right? I don't know why I called him an asshole, but That's he's weird. a rich. You still get this. We, we got this at different times. We, we've seen Bruce Wayne work without money. We see, And so I need a little more than that because when I end up saying to some people, well, I need more uh, unique things from this next Batman. Oh, well. He's street level. I'm like, well, we've had Batman being street level. He doesn't have a thing. His thing is nothing yet, except 
you know, doing what he needs to do and get through. And I think that we kind of lost a little bit of the zeal of the next Batman. But what I really liked was the other stuff. I like him working with Chubb. I really like the Chubbs. stuff with the fat of the Fox family that the gives fat. you that whole, you know, scope of things because that's the thing. When you go forward, even when we go back and have that prequel digital, this Batman, I'm glad I'm saying to John Ridley's credit. I think he realizes it's very tough to make a unique Batman. What's going to make it unique is his family connections. And it, you have a different, you know, Bat family, but it's the Fox family. You end up having it's Lucas Batwing. It's a Fox family, not a Bat Tiffany. family. Jim is a different animal altogether. Batwing. You can still have it a little But what I'm saying is I really even go with the idea that you could end up getting old Tiff. She's going to get in that Batgirl from Future Zed. We got a whole thing going on. But they're a very smart family. You have all this stuff going on, but it's a family being torn apart by the magistrate, by Batman, by all this stuff. What did, Luke, what did Luke Fox go by in the Gothtopia story? Was it with the flying remember. fox that he became? It was something like that. I couldn't remember yeah. what it was. But yeah, but yeah, I, I like the family aspect. We only get it a little bit here. But what John really does is really, really good. And even with the stuff that's going on, now it's a lot of action in this. You end up where Batman has those two, that couple that ended up killing that guy because he killed that pedo. You know, yeah, that pedo. So, and you... Got the idea, and I think John Ridley played it kind of well. I think he lured her daughter away, and they're they're certain that not only did he lure their daughter away from fish, like catfishing her online, but then murdered her, and there was never any evidence. But they know in their hearts that he did it, so they took it upon themselves to murder him. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they took it, but that's again street justice, and it's it's a vigilante going against vigilantes in a way, and so it's interesting to me, and I think he plays it out pretty good because going from last issue to this. You kind of got that idea of like, wait a second, is Batman going to help murderers? I mean, they really did murder, but it makes it such a bad thing. This pedo guy, like you could say, okay, I don't mind if that guy died. So what's going to be the play? But Jay shows that I'm going to try to get you justice, or at least I'm going to not let you get executed. You need to have yeah, yeah. your day in court. He's not going to get them justice. Because you there and murdered somebody wearing a mask. The magistrate is going to freaking rain hell on top of you and murder you on the street, no matter what you did or didn't do. I'm going to make sure that I get you into the cops' hands, and you're going to have a trial where a, peer, a, a jury of your peers are going to say whether or not you are in the right or wrong here. This is not up to me. I'm the Batman. I am not a freaking jury. Or judge, jury, or executioner like the goddamn magistrate. Yeah, yeah, and... I think that what's going to happen with this, if if it would go through and this was like a reality, they're going to do time. They may not do time, you know, oh, yeah. life. They, murdered, they may actually get something a little plea bargain or something like that. I think they may even get a little because of the circumstances and things the like thing that. Is, the cir- like, it's the circumstances, though, because they have no evidence that this dude actually did the stuff that they're saying he did. So essentially all the evidence is on the table. What the, you know, the prosecutor is going to tell I the jury, that maybe, these people put on masks, snuck up behind some dude and beat him to death with the baseball bat i think that maybe what we'd end up getting is maybe evidence from the uh the other cop i can't remember his name that was wicker chubbs yeah wicker maybe he might have yeah maybe he ended up when he was putting up the plan maybe they actually even got evidence i I don't know how it plays out but i like the idea though that we were were thinking of the idea like oh man batman's just but even if they did the thing is even by the end of this they know it's so like one side in their mind they're they're gonna get prosecuted and put away for life 20 to life at least that they're gonna go and murder the next batman here and hand him over to the magistrate going to (laughs) that 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 lady is not down with it she does not want any parts of it now with all that She's probably going to serve less time than him anyway. But you end up with all this where he's a double he murder. does I didn't end do up. Nothing. Yeah, really. He ends up then 
you know, Batman's trying to get a hold of Chubbs and does and says, hey, uh, you know, and this seems to be like one of their first conversations, if not the first, and says, well, you know, why the hell you call me? Well, I know that you know this is bullcrap. You know the shoot-on-site stuff is bullcrap. I know you you go for justice. This is why you got the job. I trust you. I'm going to give you these two. They were involved, and she's been involved with the murder and actually trying to push it up into the you know, spotlight so that the magistrate might end up looking at one point trying to beg them to come look at the body and they, they're just after this masks. no mask business. Yeah, they're we just don't need this nonsense. And then that the was where she dead. said... We're going to go shoot some masks. That's all we're going to do. Remember when she said, though, that, well, then why is Batman? Cause, like, it kind of got their interest, but they're still not going down with it. But you do end up seeing a pretty badass Jace. You know, they go back to this church that's his holdout. And it's not, again, safe place, safe it's, house. Yeah, it's not exactly like this is, oh man, he's stealing the Bruce Wayne's monies and he's in a pet. He's in a church no, there. He's in they an abandoned go. church, yeah, so, hoping that nobody comes in and sees him there. Yeah, and he ends up, you know, street level surgery, the deal of, I got shot, I got to fish out the bullet, and then you're going right, to have to cauterize it. Do you remember this whole bit. thing? Because, you know, we have, you know, we have to get away from the magistrate. Batman, the next Batman, all badass. He's able to get away with the, the tools that he has in his utility belt from the magistrate and peacekeepers and stuff like that. He's able to get away and take these couple into the safe house right now. And he's bleeding on the inside of his armor right now. And he knows as soon as he takes off the armor, he's just going to start bleeding out and die. So he needs them to actually take a flare and just cauterize the wound. I'm sitting here, I'm like, did you at least pull out the bullet last issue? Because I don't remember. Or did you do it between panels? Because you're he's... just singeing your skin tight with a rigged uh, bullet inside there. It's not good for anybody. Later. I actually, at one point, he's kind of bent over. And I thought maybe he's just like, diddling it out or something but i think that he's getting it out there or he's just it's like i'll, I'll get to that there. later he, he's gonna Look, jace might be the next batman he ain't the next doctor he died of lead poisoning and <laughs> you end up then where you know he's telling them well i'm gonna get a hold of the cops i'm gonna make sure that you get your fair trial whatever and these people think well, what like i thought you were gonna save us i no 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 i was gonna save you from the magistrate you're still going to have to deal with this. You're murderers. You murdered a guy. You can't just go and do that. And so he calls her up. They agree that we'll meet at this one place. But that guy, he ain't going for that. And he ends up no. at one point pretty much elbowing his wife right in the face. And I really thought what was going to happen is she was going to hit that wall and then she was going to start bleeding out and he would have to make what, the decision. What you expected but she's in okay. my mind was one of those classic tropes from TV or movies where, you know, you backhand somebody and they fall over and they hit their head against the side of something right. and you, they die right there. No, not die. Oh, my God. I really thought that was going to be the reason he was going to have to make a decision. Do I keep strangling out Batman or do I save my wife? Because, look, she gets or hit. Or do I save my wife look, by strangling out the Batman? Look how, look how hard she gets hit with the elbow. There's a star there that is humongous, a lightning bolt, and then more stars. I mean, holy moly. And then you don't see her. But then at the end, she's there, like, leaning against the wall. Oh, I thought she was going to have fallen on the rubble, Eric, down below. Uh, but, yeah, he's choking out Batman. Now, while that's going on in this issue, I said when one of the things. are what? we going to see Tanya Fox, the mother of the Fox family, go and just do Tanya Fox stuff? Because all we see of her is going from place to place, yelling at people about the way she the world is right now. She just yells. <laughs> I'm going to go to Nakano and talk sassy. shit on him about the magistrate. Okay, Nakano's not listening. I'm going to go talk to my husband, Lucius Fox, because he's got all the way money. He's putting all the stuff into the magistrate. I'm going to go talk to him about this. But nobody's listening to Tanya Fox. And yeah. when they do say, Chubbs doesn't listen either. Nobody listens. Nobody's, to listening. Nobody's listening. 
And, and Lucius, though, he gets he, he cuts deep. I mean, they're saying, me. it's so funny that they're arguing about the idea of the peacekeepers and where the, you know, the weaponizing Tanya, and all if that. you can't do your job, then back off and let the peacekeeper do theirs. And then she just looks at him. I was like, Tanya, nah, Lucius, you said it how you said it. I'm going back to the office to figure out <laughs> how to laugh. save this wall. I'm like, oh, oh man, you done fucked up, Lucius. Uh, you were Lucius. sleeping in that office chair Damn right, Lucius. It don't matter how much money you have now. Half is going another way. Uh, but I like the actual deal. If you really think about John Ridley's writing of this and the progression, she's frustrated i mean she's oh, yeah. she's yell- you said she's yelling at everyone she, she comes home thinking that at least she could maybe solve something in the household and lucius throws shade at her she leaves and this is what tiff sees that and and yeah and that's the thing is all, all tanny is, is trying to do right now is trying to make sure that the shoot on site order that's illegal inside the city is we can take this stuff down because the shoot on site is like not a really great thing to do with this whole thing or is it the, actually the other way around no like there she Seems wants to have the, the other shoot way on site around order. yeah she wants to make it legal which oh, is yeah, she weird does. for some reason i was going to say and something so different about the idea the, that's and right. that's the weird part of this argument between her her and lucius are because kind of that's arguing the, thing, the same she thing. is so hell-bent the whole time because of what happened to tamra and she blames the mass for her being back on the sauce and then getting into a coma because of it. okay I, for some reason i had it first in my mind that she was the only sane mind but no it was the opposite where she is the one who's really gutting dead we're gonna murder all these fucking masters did this to our baby girl and, and this is the weird thing it's it's tanya saying hey uh lucius my husband here that's how they greet each other uh, yeah, you know, I'm trying to, couple. I'm trying to make this shoot on site thing legal and uh, I'm kind of running into a roadblock and Lucius is just like, screw that. Let him shoot. I mean, that, that's all it is. It's almost like he just doesn't want to help and he's tired of hearing it because he wants the same thing. Kind of. He does say, well, you know, it's not even like he's again. He's just like, well, let them do their jobs then. And it's such a weird thing for them to get so upset about each other. With the idea that they both want the same thing, kind of, but you end up Tanya goes out, and that's where we see Tiff, who is, like I said, one pretty much she the smartest of them. And she's like, "What's going on, Mom? I mean, you taught us this was bad. Like everything you taught us is not this. You have pretty much changed, and this isn't right, and you know it. And it's basically like, screw that." Tam's, you know, the deal and hooded vigilanteism is not well, the right way to a, do it. This is a classic thing you see where somebody like this, you know, in the family is hurt and becomes like the almost ideal. Like I said, it's my mother. My sister got hurt. All of a sudden, my sister is a saint and she, my mother's going to put all her time and energy in to make sure that she's remembered or taken care of. And the person who was responsible for hurting her is going to be the rest of the family gets pushed to the sidelines and are pieces of shit compared to everybody else because they're not the precious to Tamra. And where the classic is here is that you end up if Luke Fox was the next Batman, which was the first rumor, this yeah. would almost be the idea of, like I say, oh, well, when they find out they love Luke, Luke, you know, he's the prodigal son here. He's the greatest thing ever. And so they're going to have to. But that it's Jace that throws that wrinkle into it, even with Luke, who Luke says here when Tiff's like, are you the Batman? He's like, no, I would tell you. You didn't tell us about Batwing. Yeah, I just kind of kept that silent. But uh, whoever it is, is a good person setting up the idea that he hates Jason, thinks Jason is a piece of crap. And now he's said it out loud that whoever is, but I think that that's the wrinkle I like where how are Lucius 
and Tanya gonna react when it is Chase, the the son that they kind of had had problems with. All I, I need along. them to explain this Jason to me because even when Tiff goes to Luke and asks him, "Are you the next Batman?" He's like, "No, I'm not the next Batman." If I was to tell you, well, you were Batwing, didn't tell us. Well, this is different because what's going on in our family right now? All the stuff that Mom's going through. Dad never really covered in my mind from what happened with Punchline and him and Tim being back. And Tim's like, "Jason, Mike." All right, look, Luke is not going with this Jason. He's going to call him Tim all day long, it seems like. But for some reason, Tim, she's like, yeah, that's, that's our brother, Jason. I'm like, we need to have a sit down. I, I hope in that, you know, six issue mini digital mini that we have going I'm sure forward, it the Origins of the Next Batman, we talk about this Jay situation. So, I'm it's telling just you. So I know. I don't, I don't think that he explained it to them yet. I think he just came back and they said, hey, Tim, what up? And he's like, no, no, De I go facto. by Jace. All right, Jace, whatever. I mean, really, you here's call the me thing. De facto now. Just imagine we have, and you said, Tiff's all grown up, and we've seen her as a real little girl. Hey, no Tim or Jace around then. So her seeing Tim, that's probably the first time she's ever said his name. What does she care? She's like, yeah, it's my brother. I'll call him whatever, because she's probably not ever been used to calling him anything. But with, with Luke, it's a little different. And I think that Luke has that deal, and I hope we do see the reason and whatnot, because I think it's Luke saying, you know, basically you can call yourself whatever you, you ain't run away from your past and how much you screwed this family. So he's not going with it. Tim is the guy. And I, but think he does think that whoever the next Batman and he's got to be a good guy. So what we're going to get, Eric, if you're going to get oh hokey my. and generic when who are you, Batman? He takes off the cow and he goes, Jace, someone who loves you. <laughs> now it's just Bell should return and, of the Jedi. It is. And he does that. And then he's like, Hey, you know, you want to go get something to eat, Luke? And he's like, yeah, Chase. And then they cry, Eric. It'd be great. <laughs> you, you set that up. You really set up the deal with that name, though, with Luke, that he'll only use Chase if he respects him and what he's doing now. So it's really set up to be that that hokey ending, which might get a tear from me. But yeah, you, you see all these things. I like the next Batman working with Chase. Stop crying so much. I know, really. If I can get a tear oh, from you, got props, baby. Hey. Hey, hey, uh, I, I love it. Like, sure thing, Jace. They go out and then you end up Lucius. Where are you going, Tim? No, Dad. That's Jace. High five. And then we're there and I'm crying again, Eric. Uh, but yeah, you end up with this guy then taking advantage. And, and again, John Ridley sets things up pretty well here because we have seen the next Batman beat the crap out of Nightwing. But this next Batman is tired and he's injured. He just fished a bullet or maybe just cauterized over the bullet. Uh, so he is a little weakened out. And this guy's going to take advantage of it and choke him out and kill him. And then says, maybe they'll give us a break for killing Batman. And maybe we'd see. But you see he's that still going to shoot everybody on sight. And the other dude is going to take credit for killing the Batman. Damn right. I just think that this guy's going to get killed by the magistrate. This lady's going to change her name to Jason and become Everybody's the next, next Batman. Everybody's getting killed by the magistrate. Yeah. But yeah, you end up where it's going to be concluded on uh, next issue. And I, I like it. I actually like this issue enough to set up the finale. We're just not getting a ton of That's the story. thing is, for whatever reason, went this whole thing because I thought the idea of the gray area of what Jace was into for being the next Batman because we have him with these perps right now who have murdered this guy for like, you know, what they think happened because he's even worse dude. So it's vigilantes with vigilantes. That idea last issue to me, I felt like, oh my God, what is Jace going to do here? This is going to like be a defining moment for the next Batman. And, and he, he, kind of he just Batman. pretty much does Batman yeah, stuff. And I'm like, problem. okay. It's like, it's not like, you know, a big revelation to me what he does because it's the most generalized thing that a Batman would do in this whole thing. I'm going to save you from this. You're still going to jail and you're going to get a fair, fair trial and stuff like this. I don't know. For some reason, I expected more out of this issue, even though it's still enjoyable. I, I liked it. It's just, I said, 
the parts that I like the most are the parts with the Fox family. That is what's unique. You know, that obviously it would be. It's new. But him and the Cape and Cow. I don't like mommy and daddy fighting with each other. Yeah, yeah. Him and the Cape and Cow, though, it's just kind of just generic Batman. And it it seemed like, you know, a lot of people, yourself included, you like that, like, street-level deal. But it it hasn't really gone too much more uh, than that. Well, the thing is, like, the idea where you have the next Batman doing street-level crime and just trying to, like, you know, make up for his own personal demons that have, you know, held on to him for all this time. I like that aspect, but when you bring the magistrate into it and you focus heavy on the magistrate going after the next Batman, when you have all the other Bat family dealing with, this almost felt like a reprieve from everything that we're dealing with. Yes, it's still going on, but it's not our main focus. And right here, it's in your face the whole time. Yeah. And we did get a little bit that was kind of a character moment when he ends up taking up the armor. He has a lot of scars and like, man, you got a lot of scars. You get that as Batman. No, my other job. I got tortured a lot, so we'll we'll see what that is as well. Fry cook it, Dennis. Yeah, <laughs> they made me cook bacon without a shirt, those assholes. But we get it was the next the worst. Uh, and it is the Outsiders story, Outsiders uh, finale. Moons over my hammy. Uh, Every time I hear that, I shudder. <laughs> I go and I, I flash back. Uh, you got it written by Brandon Thomas, pencils by Smith Kumar, then Raul Fernandez and Smith Kumar on inks, Jordy Biller on colors, and Steve Wands on letters. And yeah, I like this. I like the deal. You even get a little Cullen action out of nowhere by the end, Eric. Did that now, shock you, you? I, I sat there the entire time because I call him Cullen almost if it's his last name, like Agent no, Cullen and no, stuff I like that. So the thing is, I don't think this is Cullen Road just I don't because think it's they, like it's this. It just doesn't seem. Right I don't for think some they would have had know. a deal, and he was already. We we have seen Cullen He's doing punchline. Yeah, stuff. but he goes with whatever the crowd's doing. Punchline turns <laughs> in the magistrate, and he could get. Also, remember. The guy was He's such a follower. He, that he is, but he was also big into video games. I can make the transition of video games into getting cybernetic enhancements to make yourself a living video game that he says, man, I want to get the enhancements and stuff. I'm going full out is. And then what's intriguing at the end, I do think that maybe Duke would be heading off to Harper possibly as well which would tie cool. into that if we would continue but this. then i need you to use all of that weird science pool that you have and go and ask and find out on the twitters if this is colin row or not if i start saying it eric then it won't be we already talked about <laughs> this but i think it's colin row i really do i don't I, think i, he put, would I put that together that. in my mind but because i called him agent colin it's not like you know you usually go by a first name when somebody says agent whatever like you know hey agent jim you know what's it funny doesn't really though seem work to me. i think that the problem is is that we know him more of a Cullen than a Roe. I, I actually True. think that a lot more I people every might time make I that Cullen, connection. I want to call him Cullen Bun. Yeah, <laughs> but it's Cullen Bun. Uh, yeah, so I, I think it is him. But you end up where you have a bunch of things that I like. I really like that idea of Jefferson going into this new, you know, Soul Taker sword that's really cool to me. Well, that's not a only really that, but, thing. you know, I want to know more about the new Soul Taker sword because going in this, you have, you know, Katana. She's a one-trick pony with what she does. Like, I thought we were going to get something cool and new out of her during, you know, the Outsiders run that we had where during that annual she became a wind elemental or all of the elementals or whatever it was. We never saw anything of that again. So here we jump into the future and she's got her new sword. She's talking to her husband uh, and they're like, all right, you're getting all of this. You know, the only thing new in the sun right now is under the sun right now is that you have a jetpack katana. But now when we jump into this whole thing, we find out the original Soul Taker sword is destroyed. She has a new sword and, you know, 
pretty much Black Lightning is now the elemental. He's cursed to be a lightning being. It's pretty cool. And he uses his powers to recreate the original Soul Taker sword while making his pretty much weird lightning home inside the new one. It's like, okay, I'm going to hang out inside this new sword and you can carry this sword. And I'm, for some reason, it's the idea of him going around traveling in the sword like he's a genie in the bottle. It feels oh, weird, I li- but it's also like kind of cool. I like it. Uh now, with that, I remember when... You've got to rub him the right way. I, I'm worried now that because at one point, me and you were talking to Brian Hill, we were talking about Katana, I think, hey, she should be an elemental. Maybe we scared more people off. Uh, but you end up having this, and it's a really cool deal. No, he set that up in the annual. It's I not know. Us. But then we started saying all these things that we wanted from it. I can't remember if I said it to him, but you still I just want it. Katana to be an interesting well, character for once in my remember, life. Remember, though, she left that Brian Hill, the last page of that was the you know pretty much the animal house deal where everybody was going off and doing their thing katana was going off to figure out what that elemental part of herself was and then somehow it's fail it's (laughs) epic fail jefferson he getting involved with those magicians the thing is we don't we don't go far into what happened with jefferson why he just said he was cursed some kind of magical thing the idea going forward with black lightning doing mystical stuff almost like a big trouble little china and him getting cursed to become either you want to call him a johnny thunder like thunderbolt or pretty much the new myth dr manhattan for the way he looks sometimes going in this whole thing but this new look it's really cool it's interesting for this character who actually I say it's cool. It's actually a cool dynamic that I want to see played forward in the future. Just that I don't know how you would do it because you know, the thing about Jefferson Pierce Black Lightning is he relies so much on his humanity, and now he has been taking off the but board of being a human. So I want to see cool more of this angle dichotomy. Of that. Yeah, I like that. Even with that, when we're going through the story, you end up having Jefferson show up and saying to Katana, "Oh my God, Duke's in trouble. There's a mole. All this." The best part is. Duke knows this. Duke is smart. He's a smart kid and, and realizes that as well. And I thought that was a He's really cool little deal. traveling people out of Gotham, becoming refugees and stuff like that. He knows there's a mole from the magistrate who's in his group getting them out of Gotham. And now that he's left him, say, like, look, you're in the safe house now. You're going to be able to go forward. It seems almost like a coyote moving from Mexico. But now that you're out of Gotham, it seems even stranger to me that, like, why do they still have a problem with where they need to go now that they are out of Gotham since the magistrate? Yes, they can move in and out, but... I, I don't guess know why. Well, they said we're at a couple of safe houses and then they want to just get them fully out. It's just like the way that the magistrate is taking people. Like, I know they've taken over the city, but why are people not allowed to leave Gotham City? Like, I need, I guess maybe, you know, that uh, future state Gotham will tell us more about what's going on yeah. in Gotham besides well, the Red Hood hunting Batman, thing, but I don't know. I mean, they do set up as the point where Duke's having these, you know, big talks and things like that that are obviously going to be against the law. And these guys were there and they said, well, since we went to your rally, the, you know, now we're in trouble. They they ID'd us. We get out. McCarthy's and, calling everybody a communist. Is that damn going right on? they are. And then Edward R. Murrow is here to say we did not come from fearful men, Eric. You That's end right. up here with Cullen, though. If you look at him right when it when if you think of it in the idea of, OK, I wonder if that's Colin. The minute that he's there with that cabinet, it looks like him. It really does. If you know the character, it looks enough like him that you can go with it. He's the mole. He's the one that's going to go and attack, and he's going to try to bring down Duke because he wants more enhancements. And so when they do that, Duke knows right away. He I'm wrote those Brandon tracers right now on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, he wrote those those deals. He uh, he ended up giving tracers on him and knew that somebody was going to go. So you have that going on. I like seeing 
Duke being a smart well, Duke's the guy. man. He is. And where why I'm is I'm actually it? mad though because the thing is it's so like a like a smack to the face for the magistrate because their big thing is no mass and Duke being the signal. He's like he's called himself Duke Thomas and the signal. He is the signal. But in this world where being a mask is a bad thing, he's not wearing his mask. He's not even putting it on as an F you to the magistrate. So I'm like, I'm a little torn of what he's doing here. It's like, does it hinder your eyesight or What's going on with your powers, Duke? I'm not seeing dark powers. I'm not seeing light powers. I'm just seeing you being a person. I actually oh, like, like that, though. I like him just being lit. What I, what I laugh at, though, is me and you love Duke. If people are listening new, there's the possibility that old Eric Shea could have a lawsuit to say that he should get what? some credit for that name because he ended up a year before. He was called The Signal. Eric came up with it. I said it was the stupidest thing I ever heard in my life. I still go by that. What but comes before the Batman, Jim? <laughs> the signal. You, you would say that to me. Every time us driving home would be the last thing you'd say. And I'd say, get the hell out. Um, But why is it that we have to get to a possible future like this or a Elseworlds, you know, deal like a white knight to actually get a really good Duke, like a Duke that we could get behind? Because when you get back to the regular continuity, he gets left behind. And it's a shame because you see how kick ass he can be. But yeah, he ends up, he's fighting Colin. You end up with all this caliber comes back. He's worse for wear. Doesn't really even say much. Well, I didn't mind it here because he kind of just shows up to get his ass kicked again by Jefferson where he even thinks, oh, I upgraded from the last time you did that nonsense. Uh, No, 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 you didn't. But what I really liked, the thing that I liked was at the end where they're trying to decide what they're going to do. They're going to go off. You know, you end up having the sword, like you said, goes to Duke. Duke's going to take it to somebody that he knows that might be able to figure some stuff out with Jefferson. But what I like is he becomes Neo exactly at the end of the first Matrix movie where he's just walking down the street. And and he has no worries with what they are going to do or what they're because they end up having Magistrate come out and like freeze, you know, uh, we'll shoot. We're going to shoot you. And he's like, go ahead, shoot. And you have Jefferson. It seems like like that's where if you're giving me the, you know. Uh, kind of like the trial, like the backdoor pilot of something. Him walking down the street like a badass and then having Jefferson behind him there. I'm sold. I, I ended up finishing. I want more of this. I want to see what's going on. Even yeah, it though it was a really badass ending to the whole it, thing. It really is. And, and with it though, so much reminded me of one of those workshop endings where you have this cliffhanger that you may never get back to. I'm like, that is so cool. Uh, but then you go to well, the- just right there when you have Katana taking out a tank with a lightning, like a, a black lightning infused sword. Yeah, like this is like teamwork right now. Like we've never seen it before with these characters. It's in this new era of DC comics in a way that's really new and interesting. I'm like, all right, you got Duke Thomas over there who essentially in my mind is the leader, the de facto leader of this group right now, whether like anybody's saying or not. Right? He's and the leader. Katana- He's the leader, but you got a Katana and Black Lightning being one of like, you know, a, a unity at this point, you know, a straight unit with the way that he's a part of this sword and adding to her own power. I'm like, wow, this kind of badass. Give me more of this. Yeah, I, I really liked it. Now, the last story is the Future State Arkham Knights Chapter 2 Dawn Air, written by Paul Jenkins and so Jack Herbert. <laughs> Uh, Gabe Altiab and Rob Lay. I, I, when we get to the end, Eric, just take a look at this landscape. <laughs> what God, this Gotham is like from the year 3080. I mean, it is so advanced. It looks at like Blade Runner and laughs at how archaic that is, Eric. And really, what you get is 
and it's weird because it, hey everybody we worship the sun yeah. look at that sun that's sun up in the sky right you now you know what you get we end up starting this with the Astrid Arkham Arkham Knight we ended up having that in Detective Comics we have this whole deal now we were intrigued we kind of were a little let down but it's Astrid Arkham she's born in Arkham the villains ended up and that's the thing is the villains end up you know pretty much you know helping her to be delivered at this point in time and exactly and all the all the villains in arkham asylum they love this little girl this little girl has been growing up while seeing these psychopaths walking in the halls of their cells and stuff like that they have a relationship with this young girl who's now all grown up and is crazy herself and thinks she's a knight of the sun and all this stuff but now the world's gone to shit she's got all these people that were her you know pseudo family in arkham asylum on her side down thing is the world has become such a like it was fine for her weird you know peter j tomasi origin story about how like you know she was in the like the asylum but now that we're so far removed and she's crazy herself and it's all about being a knight of the sun and had her own cult and weird shit i feel like the villains whether they liked her or not they're not gonna say you know what the little girl i saw you grow up i'm gonna stay by your crazy ass and hang out no i'm getting the fuck out of gotham you know what my problem is my problem is is that that first issue uh, just like the original Arkham Knight story, and you said the Knights of the Sun were the things when we got to that, we, yeah, that's not that great, but we like the compassion. We like the idea that these villains and her were kind of a bonding like fun thing. Fun is fun, but done is done. Well, we're moving on. We're killing you, you Ashton. We're getting the hell out of Gotham. The first issue, though, you had that compassion. You were seeing that compassion from her. That kind of in my mind was why and what held it together oh dr this issue, you get, i love you so you get, much yeah. and this issue it's come on you need to fight get up let's go i mean at one point i'm like really like what do you do and even then you had like a bit of her going villain to villain like even with Saz, she had like a a weird little connection that seemed to be able to calm him down things here she's just yelling at people and then she's just yakety yakking about herself then leading into this Knights of the Sun. And what it seemed is the first issue got the good things that we kind of liked about Astra when she was first introduced. This issue is all the shit that we hated before, where you end up seeing that all she wanted to do was get a Knights of the Sun signal. Like, that's the I thing. Mean, is, really? She is leading an army of super villains on this trip. Now, the magistrate has Peacekeeper 6, Cybers, and a bunch of freaking militia out there to stop them because the magistrate believes that they're going into Gotham to attack an army so they can load up on guns to be a bigger threat than they already are. And then they fooled you by the end because a lot of our people got taken down or hurt. Dr. Foster is going to die because we had to go up to the old GC. CPD building and steal the bat signal. I'm like, guys, um, maybe we should have gone for the armory, or maybe find some other armory to go yeah, for. Just do maybe come something. up with a plan to make sure that we could survive in the end of this. I don't need a floodlight on top. I'd love and broadcasting to. where our headquarters are by broadcasting this giant sun into the fucking night sky. Also, if you're gonna do like masks, I, I some what's get people are gonna be like, oh man, yeah, face, put let's on a mask. Get, let's get in spot. What the hell is I'm that thing? Croc to put on a freaking, you know, a Zorro mask or just a little domino mask. They don't know it's me. It's <laughs> Killer Croc. It's not the Killer Croc. Just call me Waylon. Like, that's your real name, Waylon. No, but with that, they end up... Hey, Croc. I'm telling you, they, they shine... I know, no, that's too obvious. Killer C. <laughs> Killer C. <laughs> is my friend crazy? You end up where I can just see. We're here, and that's where I was saying. This Gotham is so advanced. You have all this stuff going on. So me and you... We're sharing an apartment, Eric. Jess left you. Tanya left me. It's the future's bright, Eric, is what I'm saying. And so we're there, and I'm like, man, this future state Gotham or the magistrate. I don't know why I call it that, but it really sucks, (laughs) doesn't it? I need some inspiration, Eric. I'm going to open this window to get some air. Oh, shit, it's a UFO. That's what it looks like. And then you're like, no, it isn't. It's a giant eye. (laughs) 
You jump out the window. I think we're going to be. I'm not getting prodded. I jump Thank out. Thank God we're on the first floor. Yeah, really? And we still die. <laughs> or at least we're real <laughs> tired. Oh, we got to go up those steps again. I look out. I'm like, oh, my God. Why are my bones so brittle? I drink plenty of <laughs> yeah, malk. Malk. Everybody's screaming. Oh, my God. What is it? No, let's watch TV. Uh, it's nothing that's going to. It doesn't even end in an inspiring thing. It ends with a. Look, Jim. Really? Jim. Oh, what are you talking about? At the end, it says never the end. And I was furious with this ending. You're like, what do you mean never the end? You better not be coming out with an ongoing series in May as well. He says never the end because the bullshit keeps coming, Eric. Because why would she do- coming this- out in, in, in June? Future State Arkham Knights. This would be the same. It's like no. me and you were leading all like, hey, Croc, what up? Hey, Zaz. Hey, Tweedledee. Let's go. We're gonna go. We go through the city. We're chopping heads. We're going. And it's Humpty all, Dumpty. All you, all you wanted to do. Was get a big bite from the Seven Eleven. You're like, thanks, guys. That's all I wanted. You good? You good, everybody? Or we're going to the post office because you got a note that you had to go pick up your freaking transformer. The idea, like Zaz is always a weird thing for me when anybody teams up with Zaz and he's able to be controlled and does stuff like that. It always bothers me. But for some reason, even more than that. Harvey Dent Two-Face being like the lieutenant here and just being the man in charge, like him being a smart man and saying, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go and, you know, team up with this leader of this, you know, insane asylum, this 20-year-old girl, and I'm going to let her lead me around this hellish future. I'm like, Harvey, get the fuck out of town. It's what are you doing? she's not their Joan of Arc, Eric. She's their Amorinus. Because she is telling me what she is in her own inner monologue, and I have no idea what this story is or what the name is that she keeps telling me because I can't pronounce it because I'm a dummy. I see pyramids behind her, so that means she's a Martian. <laughs> it must be an Egyptian uh, lady because she goes against the Romans and things like that. But it, it comes out as if we're supposed to know this, and that really hits. You know where, that classic story. <laughs> yeah, we can't even pronounce because we're dummies. I, I, pyramid lady. I ended up where I got mad. I don't know why this was the moment. And then got even furious at the end. But it was when they're all going through all the trouble together. And then she has to spell out, hey, everybody, Killer Crocs watching my ass. I'm like, really? Like, what's going on here? You Then she just and then says to Dr. Phosphorus, come on, you got to get up. We need you. And all of a sudden she says, uh, neither can I let you die, my brave beloved knight. I will find your cure. I promise. But then later says, like, get up. And then they just go. And it, it just, I, I just like this idea out. because you have Dr. Phosphorus in this future hanging out with everybody. He's in pain, giving off radiation left and he right. Just wants and to in die. Tom King's future, he gives Batman cancer and kills Batman. I want to think to everybody involved here, especially Astrid Arkham, they all get cancer and die because of this bullshit. Never the end. <laughs> Never the end. And even looking at the Arkham Knight, it's so weird to me because we have her going up against Peacekeeper 6 and the Magistrate. That but was her kind of a cool looks tie so in, close to the Peacekeeper. To me. Yeah, but it was a cool time because I believe this obviously was the peacekeeper that ended up going out before the Nightwing Peacekeeper Six, which was the Mark, and and that they yeah. ended up saying, and kills this one. yeah, yeah, and you end up saying in that, well, you're the you you recently the Peacekeeper Six you know what, because that actually is cool because that, that was a cool really time neat. where you know what's going yeah. beforehand into yeah. the next. So you know I what? actually you thought that was really cool. Yeah, I, I thought that was really cool because I was waiting to see, ooh, and then. I thought maybe this was the mark, but that wouldn't have made sense. And then it wasn't. She ended up dying, and and you ended up having Peacekeeper 1 legitimately say to the mark, hey, you've just been promoted. You know, that nonsense that went down with the other six. And that really was was a cool time. That, I think, is the best part. That is really good. But Astrid, like you said, you're dealing with the compassion. That is the basic thing of why these characters would follow her and what she has for them, saying, you're not just monsters. You're not masks. 
You deserve all this. And then when they like that, they're going to prove you wrong every time. They are going to kill her. I mean, she's like, here we go, guys. We did it. I I just don't know. I thought we were going to rob food. Yeah, really. I thought we were getting ammunition, food, and maybe something that we can fight back. You have just, you have just given them the sweet invitation to exactly where we are. Astrid has who are working on Dr. Foster. She has a whole ER hospital. It seems like this could work on people people that worked on at Arkham. I think because even have the one guy has. (laughs) I just want to think they're all crazy playing doctors. (laughs) The one guy in the group shot still has his mop. It looks like from the deal. So and they're just there. They're there mopping up. Uh, But yeah, that this story threw me off. And if it wasn't for the story, this would have gotten my highest uh, deal from this next Batman so far because yeah. that outsiders was so. But I'm still going to go with an eight out of ten. I still liked it. Uh, I think that I could have went as high as an eight five nine even if if this really hit. It didn't though that one. No. But I did like the next Batman. I liked the, the, fo- the Fox Family stuff. But I really did like that outsider story, which I was happy because we are digging a lot of these backups, and I'm kind of getting in the mood. For those now and what I'm digging some of these backups because well, every time the backups show up, I'm like, oh no, is this going to ruin the rest of the book for me? I know, but one, that's what I'm saying. I'm starting to, I'm start, well, yeah, but I'm starting to get into that mode though of like accepting it a little more, at least looking forward to until we get to the next book. Well, what would you give this? I didn't give this a seven out of 10. The, the next Batman, while I'm still enjoying it, didn't hit as hard for me as the last issue. The Outsider's really cool. I'm actually, you know, asking Brandon Thomas as we speak on Twitter whether or not that is a Cullen Rowe or not. You want to like get an answer? One. Should I ask him? No, you, you <laughs> son of a bitch. No, the thing is, I know how to play. Arkham, I, I went in really hype, you know, because of how much I was liking that Outsiders, but it just fell flat completely. The art's good all around, but it's just by the end, it's all for a floodlight. I'm like, get the hell out of town. You're all going to die. And you know what? I won't care. <laughs> yeah, you won't. I won't either. Uh, seven out of 10. Well, we're going to go to the next one. I'm not a seven out of 10 for this one, but in a weird way, I like this more than the first issue, as at least with the, you know, the first story. And what is that? That is Future State Superman and Metropolis number two, written by Sean Lewis and Brandon Easton, with art by John Timms, Gabe Altieb, Dave Sharp, Valentine DeLandro, Marissa Luis, Cully Hamner, Laura Martin, and and world design john ken is gonna have to go up against the all against all the former iterations of his father to take down brain cells and recover the bottle city of metropolis maybe just maybe he'll learn a lesson along the way yeah it's simply superman overcoming his villain but in but it at least presents john ken in a better light than last issue i just wish i could say that the backups here did more than they did previously but if i did i'd be lying yeah, Eric. Um, That's a weird thing to do. It was. The uh, deal here, though, is that we thought that the first issue really made John look like an idiot. Uh, even with that, I thought the setup of him already being Superman for a bit, and then also even pointing out that him and Kara had worked together on a bunch of villains, seemed to suggest that he was a bit, you know, seasoned. Capable. He, he knew he was yeah. capable. Um what this ends up being and what this is all forced into. He ends up bottling up Metropolis instead of taking care of what is obviously the villain in brain cells is just to get the idea of the transition from Superman, his dad to John Superman. And to think I got to be my Superman, whatever. 
there just should have been a better way to do this to get well, to even it. Even with that, because you're really just going to say, here's John. He's going to learn a lesson about how he can't be, you know, just be what everybody expects him. He has to be his own man and be confident in his own shoes of being the Superman of Metropolis and make sure he's always going to be there for the city. But along the way to get to this point that you just want to see John be a capable Superman, you lose the Trojan solutions, the people that have like, you know, the nanotech, the military involved. You lose all of this story just to say, okay, I bought up Metropolis. I fought my, I bought some, I fought some faceless clothes of my daddy and now i put the city back all is well that ends well everybody i'm a superman and it's, it's weird too because people you sure are boy yeah, you oh, sure man, are you, you did it john uh a lot of people were arguing with me even in the slack about the idea of well this isn't a capable superman but we we never had that setup now a lot of the books haven't had setup but the the idea of that to me gets thrown out because brain cells pretty much throws a lot of shade at John for being an idiot. He actually yeah. says, "You are an idiot. You're an idiot. You don't think of things. You do things stupidly." And so you're this so is so limited in your thinking, John yeah. Kent. And and the idea even says, "Well, when you're clear headed, yeah, but you get angry." But that didn't even play out that well. And we even had the idea earlier in the first issue of that proximity deal Kara's getting driven nuts she's mad. and like a lot of things just kind of go to the wayside like you said well, it's just such to a get weird this idea thing. because even when we go off to the like in the superman like uh worlds of war series where we have the backup with midnight or we find that apollo has the chrysalis satellites you know going around war world which is a lab that's making pure neurodium and we have neurodium here so the core of brain cells this you know brainiac ai thing this mad balls flying around with teeth but the idea that it, it affects pure Kryptonians like Kara. It makes them angry when they're exposed to the neurodium. But we had this going on because it seems like Trojan Solutions with Apollo, the idea of making this pure is like, we're going to kill off the Kryptonians and then we're going to irradiate all the humans and wipe out mankind. But John, he's not affected at all by this, but clone, faceless clones of his father are wiped out from this pure, you know, neurodium core of brain cells. It takes out brain cells. The thing is, while I do like John Timms on art in this whole thing, because like we have with a lot of things, like the like even in the uh, the the far sector this week, where we think the art looks great, but a lot of the action gets lost because of how it's done and stuff like that. Or maybe even the colors are like aren't as good as they need to be to showcase the action the way it is. When John is pulling up the neurodium core of braces, I don't know what he's doing. He just keeps talking about this core and doing this. There's green light flying everywhere, but I don't know what he's doing in this thing. I'm like, I need to understand the action a little bit more going forward. Yeah, and so John and there is no forward. This is it. No, John's there with brain cells. Kara's on her way, and you get this thing with brain cells where I just want to make you better. You know, I, I'm going to make uh, you know humanity better. We're going to do this, and then even says. Which, and I thought you were going to protect me. Yeah, I'm protecting it from you. You're a moron. And so he gets mad, but then you get these What's up Superman with this Brainiac clones. ship? Because I need to know more about brain cells. I, I don't, I can't even believe I said this, but Trojan yeah, Solutions, really? the big bad behind everything that wants to make everybody pure with nanotech and make cyberworks and shit like that. You have brain cells, which is an AI that was created from the burn up flesh of Brainiac during John and Kara's last battle with them. And he has a Brainiac ship, and it seems that he has a giant tree of life in this whole thing, talking about how it's now like, you know, it's like the ship has changed since your father since your was father, on it. Some yeah. planets can't be saved, but their trees and soil can. So we have, you know, the ship. So you have a giant tree and a Brainiac ship. And I don't even know why we brought up the idea that some planets can't be saved, but their soil now, and trees you say can that, have a giant tree here. And you say that, and then at one point, I get the idea that not many people are sitting there saying, oh, my God, the bottled city of Metropolis, it's in space. How are they going to breathe? Like, they end up pointing that. Kalex says it to Kara. Oh, by the way, Kara, before you go, 
the bottled city is okay. They can breathe, but I don't know what's going to happen with the gravity when you, and she's like, we'll take care of that. I'll bring it back. It's such a weird little aside, just like that. Hey, your dad, why are we dealing with this? I don't know. I wanted to get to the, the story. And when you get to it, Kara just kind of just shows up. Starts fighting. Well, even the idea when we have Johnny outthinks everybody by using the rhodium core of brain cells to take out the clones of his father and depower, you know, the brain cells and stuff like that. For when Kara shows up, she's got the the shrink ray and the the, the rebigulator ray, so we can save everybody the in Metropolis. Ray. But the whole thing is like, all right, I'm going to be there, and brain cells going to be so mad when I get there because I got the shrink ray. I'm going to reverse it, and right there, it breaks. I'm like, oh no, Kara's angry now. She comes in, but there's nothing for her to really do. No, there's and nothing John at all. Saved the day. But John, I broke the shrink ray. Oh, it's fine. Just fuse it with your supervision. Have brain cells help you. It's a non-factor. And I'm like, it's such a weird why deal. Why would you even have that in there where it breaks and just have John say, yeah, just have him help you. Use your, your supervision. There's a lot oh. of things that seems like, well, I got 17 pages. I need a couple. And then even that. It hey, brain so cells. Who would have ever thunk us, dude? Who we? Let's go. And, and then you're just trying to get. And the thing is. Why are we okay with brain cells still at the I end of know. this whole thing? Like we've taken know. out his Superman clone. We're in the middle of space with this Brainiac ship where we know he is a bad guy. He's been plotting all this terrible shit for years behind Karen and John's back. But now it's like, all right, I took you out. Give you it here, ball, buddy. Motherfucker. He See actually, you later. He actually reminds me. Now, you hear? He, he actually reminds me of like those couple friends that you have. That they're always fucking up. They're always messing up, but they're still your friends because they've been there. So they're always invited to the parties. Somehow that's great cells now. But he, John goes back then and he goes, and I, I kept thinking like he goes and brain water looks like it's gathered in the crater of Metropolis. I'm like, Oh no, he's just going to drown all these people. He's not very smart, but he ends up, you know, all right, Kara hit it. And, and the thing just. Happens then you end the up having is, it. Do you know how weird this is? Because for this story, we have uh, what is it now? It's it's Sean Lewis writes this one in the Guardian backup story, and for whatever reason, him writing both of the stories, it doesn't they match both up. end on the scene. They don't match up. I'm like, you are the writer. John of both goes how can through you have this the thing, and the other this one he smashes John it. Has Kara blast the Metropolis back to where it needs to be, and then he just smashes the case that it was in in his hand still, which I don't know how it works, but this is how it is. And then he spends the rest of his time fixing up Metropolis, making sure the waters work again and the gas and stuff, telling everybody, you're my people. I'm Superman. I'm sorry I fucked up, but I'll be better in the future. All right, Superman's back. And we move on, but... It just seems weird because at the end of the Guardian story, you know, they're rebigulated and then they still have a dome around. And yeah, John they have the dome. Through he the breaks grass through. I'm like, and I'm sitting like, you same guy. both stories. Yep, same guy. I- I'm next to that one lady at the end, Superman saved my son. I'm the one with the shirt, Superman fucked us all. I'm there. I'm not listening to him. Hey, guys, sorry. Now, remember the the idea supposedly of this that was set up with Brian Michael Bendis. I mention this all the time. But Brian Michael Bendis brought the Candor technology that they called it and then ended up with the idea that John was going to be upset because of that crazy email, Eric, that came from space. That well, Superman, Superman reveals his identity. Somebody said that Superman was the king of Earth over and yeah, another he planet claiming all this stuff. Deal. And people what, were pissed off people at Superman pissed. and John wasn't having people talk crap on his daddy. And just think of this, though. The original story. Now, this is what Dan DeDio was going to be giving us, if you want to blame or, or give anybody a pat on the back. The 5G deal supposedly was the world hated Superman. The world hated Clark Kent. Metropolis still loves Superman. And John freaks out and just wants to be with the people he loves and bottles the city so that he can be away from the hate. 
then realizes I done messed up. And the idea of him doing it in that way, I think, is actually it's not a great story either way. But the idea that he did it thinking I'm going to get the good people. Let's get him away from all this stuff and we could all hang, but not realizing how it'd be. To me, it's a little bit better. It's still nonsense. But this idea of him bottling the city because they were being controlled by something that he then leaves we, it with. And it's no, all not nonsense. Even that, because we bottled the city because the people were being you know, targeted by, like, by the military and stuff like that. So I got to separate these people, make sure they don't fight and never got back to the idea of these people or the military. So like. Brain cells calls no him reason. out. Brain cells said, "You bottled it. Why didn't you just get rid of the military?" Oops. And yeah, he calls out that. It, it, but I like this a little more. And, and again, so if, if you're going to go with the idea that you could guess that people are going to like it more, there's the fan service of the clone dads, but it doesn't play out really well with the no faces. So I'm not really well, getting the no faces. The different iterations kind of, of cool. Superman, like even the whole thing, you'll have the you'll have the action points. comics New Fifty Two Superman. You'll have the Truth Superman, which their costumes are very similar. You'll have the long haired Superman, you know, like stuff like that. You got and the, the different costumes. You see different things here and there, but it's just a bunch of faceless. Superman through different time like periods of Superman's life but it's just there for John to fight his daddy even though they're faceless that's monsters. what it is so I think oh man he gets to really show his worth to his dad now they're just faceless clones but then at the end hey everybody look at me I'm your Superman's I thought that you deserved Huzzah. me I deserved you Whippy! And then they're like, yeah, they're all cheering after all the shade they've been throwing every single day, I'm sure. Uh, but you get that moment at the end and people, I guess they like that. Uh, overall, though, with these, you know, issues, not great. Not great at all, but this one is a little better. But we go it's a on to better. yeah, we go but on the to Shiloh the Shiloh Norma story, which I was actually really into the first time. I like the first issue that we had this because I wanted to know what Shiloh Norma. We don't see Shiloh Norma now. The thing is, I didn't say he needed you know a series going forward. Yeah, you in May, got but it, Eric. I wanted you to see more it. about this because it was a strange idea. Because here we have Shiloh Norman in Metropolis. He is one of the residents of the city when it gets bottled up by John and he wants to figure out what's going on because this is right after the fact he finds the barrier in the first issue and then he immediately gets attacked by you know some kind of attack drones and throughout this whole thing we have no idea what these drones are are these like Kryptonian John drones to make sure that the glass doesn't break because he's the one that did it are they brain cells drones I just know that there are drones flying around trying to kill Shiloh Norman. He's using all his freaking personal tricks with a dying mother box, you know, running out of power to try to stay alive this whole time. And by the end, like, I don't know how much you want to get into the story because it is essentially Shiloh Norman running from street to street, That's getting shot is. at and just doing some tricks like, you know, to make sure that he can escape. And then each doing time a Hail Mary. Artist. And then this whole thing at the end, but we have mother box. Like he sends out a giant charge to freaking take out all these attack drones, which he's afraid to do it because he needs to have Mother Box. He's afraid if he does this, Mother Box is going to be completely drained of all energy. It's not going to have her anymore. But Mother Box still has 0.5% energy left in his talking. And during this time, because I went, when I went and reread this, I didn't pick this up the first time when I was writing my review because it's just a, a silly Shiloh Norman story that doesn't really do much. And I don't know what's going on. But there is a moment where the Mother Box talks about a time. A, a temporal anomaly, temporal anomaly that's Kryptonian in nature, a space-time misalignment. And I'm sitting here, what does that mean? And is this the most important thing that we have seen in the story where time <laughs> yeah. has been shifted like, or changed somewhere and the mother something. box is picking up something somewhere and it's a Kryptonian thing? So when we go back to the present time and we know the future's are like, you know, not exactly written, we have things can change here and there to make sure that we don't get Wally West possessed by famine and kill everybody in the future. 
is it Kryptonian in nature? Because just Motherbox saying this out of nowhere, out of like, before he gets zapped and weirdly boom tube the war world and that Superman That's the war only reason of, uh, I think war. it says Kryptonian because he gets sent but to go to Superman. What does that have Superman? to do with I a temporal anomaly, a space time misalignment? I'm like, these are the fucking big keywords for me that I need to know more about because out of nowhere, Shiloh Norman become the most important story in future state now, Well, he's one of the ones that are getting it in origin story books, so who knows? But with that, you know, the parasite effect he's going to do, and there's a lot of things thrown out here. I was bored again. I, I didn't like the first one as much as you, but this one, and really, it's a book, at least how he's writing it here, that's very narration heavy with stuff that I really don't care about. And I hope that an origin gets me on board when it comes back because this did well, not. Well, that's the thing. I just really hope that Brandon Easton, when he comes back with a story, he's not limited and could actually tell a story like, okay, you need Shia. Like, I don't know how much information he was given while writing a story, but here's Metropolis in a dome. Like this whole thing with the drones. I don't even know if he knows what they are or what's involved. Or, because even when we had Future's End, like a lot of the writers doing their own individual stories, they had no idea what the story's about. They were just told, yeah, but and then they something. get to write their thing. And, and if you're going to do it, I mean, you always say that there's no bad characters, just bad writers, and I'm going to say that there's no bad I just bad don't know backup. how bad he was handcuffed. I don't know. But the thing is, you still can make something that's readable and enjoyable, and this isn't to me. And, and so I'm really Not worried like the about Guardian it. Guardian Metropolis? No, that's, that's bullcrap, too. These, both these backups just are the just worst. boring. At least and there was these freaking cute big words in my mind with you the know what got me, though, time actually, and space. That you have that, but what got me was I really, really sat there thinking to myself, what do I think is the longest period of time that I think that this bottled city was bottled? And I'm telling you, it's a hot weekend or something like that. But this seems like they have set up intricate oh, no, infrastructure. I'm you, that, that, Guardian, that Guardian series, that takes place like, you know, they said elsewhere, but it's at least like six months well, later. This is what like. I'm saying. But then you end up kind of going with the idea that when they go back, John's rehooking. Like, how is this working out and why would they accept John? I think that the way of it playing out in the first story. And again, you have the same guy writing the Guardian. And the, there is no way that if this lasted eight months like it does seem in both of these maybe a year they're gonna be like all right superman there is no way that they're gonna accept john like that if he saved them right away that's a different thing and and that's where i get this weird time issue in the my Mr. head miracle story at least in my mind it takes place immediately after the city is bottled and he's investigating right away yeah and what's weird is having those that text still and those drones and things that just felt i don't weird. know what that is yeah it felt weird it felt really weird with that so you end up then with the guardian story you can go with that uh again the, this story went against the, honest it, it, mary it is just she's the, gonna tell you that your heroes aren't really your heroes and you need to come together as a people get rid of these these false idols that you keep worshiping and she's gonna tell you the truth unlike everybody else but you know what guardian does he shows you what kind of hero he is because to be a hero he rallies the citizens to take to the be villain the down best, Eric. You gotta, <laughs> yeah, he ends up at one point he's like hey Anybody in school doing any Doc Ock things? Oh, thank you. What's that? Okay. Yeah, our, our kids over here, they got a Doc Ock freaking backpack. You guys, we call it climbing gear because we don't want to get sued. Oh, okay. I actually, I actually really it's like so Doc it. Ock. So, oh, yeah. But I, I love the line at that one point. Like, what? You guys did this? Like, it's Metropolis. We take our yeah. science club very seriously. I thought that was a great line. I thought that we was are so the city good. Of tomorrow, yeah, Guardian. Listen, I mean, this is what we do, buddy. But, just that, though, and 
the joke of the school club doing that, he just keeps going with it too. I'm like, we have enough of this. I just realized he, he's been told this seven times. I just realized that this is high school thing. All right, but you go and he saves Jimmy from uh, you know, liar, liar. Honest I'd like Mary. to call it, but I honest Mary. Uh, and I love the idea where Honest Mary is on, on the run then. And I really, really How thought. How funny is this? I thought because they were going to rip her Jimmy, apart. She pushes Jimmy off the globe of the Daily Planet building and then blows up the globe after Guardian saves Jimmy. So we have, you know, there's pretty much people on the street right there. They're already on Guardian's side. So this Honest Mary, she's like, I really showed them heroes. The people are going to start <laughs> loving my ass. So the idea we get down there. All right, everybody, get together. We're going to find out where this bitch lives. And that's exactly <laughs> what they do. They, they get the pitchforks and the torches. <laughs> and they go, I swear to God, I'm like, who this is going to get real dark. Because at the point where they find her, you even, her up. you even have people trying oh, to God. get in her window. <laughs> Let me at her. Let me get her. And she's like, oh, what are you going to do? That hurt me? Well, actually, you know, beat the shit out of you and kill you was one of the things <laughs> on the bull. That didn't win. I voted for it. Uh, but yeah, it ended up, we're like, nope, we're taking you in. No, no, they would have ripped her apart. Oh my God, this, this, this is an angry mob here and they are ready for vengeance. And yeah, and then it's like almost, you don't get to, obviously you don't get to see what then happens, but it's almost like you have this story dealing with a character that does seem like a knockoff, like James Tynan type of deal or even liar liar from Rico Tamaki's Wonder Woman but you never develop it it's just honest Mary and then at the end she seems to get a really heavy scolding as they take her off and then you get well it's so weird too because even at the end you have this character Rosa who was introduced in this issue as somebody who helped save Guardian after he went off the bridge in the first part of the story you know last issue and you have this girl like Rosa she's going on like look I can get you this climate pack it's over from you know the, the science club stuff like that at the end everything's said and done we've got honest Mary in custody here it's time for the hero to get her spoils the hero oh you're the hero and she's like that's right and i'm like rose you're taking too much credit just tell garden you want to make out with him right now that's yeah. all you need to say yeah and then i was like did it did it say she was a teacher because now i think she's a freshman eric and there's troubles because she really likes <laughs> that wrong high, with you? she really likes that high school science deal and i'm like i don't remember this girl that much i don't remember she's a teacher or a student i think there's some weird things going on but yeah, then John, think weird things. then John comes through the shattered glass of the dome. No, that's the thing is John just breaks himself in a hole in the dome over the city. And I'm like, how can you just do this? And the thing is, at first, I'm like, that's weird. But when I first read it, I'm like, not even realizing it's the same writer. Once I realized that, I'm like, how do you even let that happen? Yeah, I like, though, when you end up having that where he comes through. And and they're just so Yahoo about everything. He's like, Metropolis, I owe you an apology. They're like, yeah. They don't even listen. Yeah, we go with anybody. We're followers here. Yippee. And then they just go with it. I'm like, what's going on? Let him even say the deal, please. Uh, but yeah, overall, I thought that there was some, some weird things in that. And it was kind of Not boring great. anyway. Yeah, it was kind of boring. And it could have been something cool, I guess. I, I guess, but... It, it didn't. So, and this well, is, the thing, is you got the Manhattan Garden. He's a metropolis and a dome, and he's going up against you know just Honest Mary. There's nothing for anybody to do in this book, essentially. And like the thing is, what's going on in Metropolis 
isn't the most interesting part of things you could do with the metropolis in the year 2025. Yeah, it's gone, but maybe show me, you know, the, the county outside of metropolis or just do something more in line for a backup with like, show me something else. So she'll fucking show me what crypto is up to. You, you like that? Do you? I, I actually love to think of this progression. It's like, Hey everybody, I'm honest, Mary. These, these heroes, they're lying to you. Yeah. Honest, Mary, honest, Mary. Hey, hey, God. hey, wait a minute. I'm Guardian. Honestly. Yeah, Guardian. Let's go get that bitch. Look, I would have even preferred a Bippo back up. And then John shows up and now they're che- they cheer for anybody in this town. Let's get a band they're and boosters. head there. They're going to get there. They just flip flop all over the damn place at the end. Yeah, John. Guardian's like, what happened to me? I was the hero. This guy's the one who caused all this shit. Uh, but yeah, it's it's not great. <laughs> it's not I like bad. the art all the way through. The Guardian yeah. is definitely yeah. the worst art in my mind. Still Even though Shadow Rumor has its own stylizing, I actually did enjoy. But there's just not a lot of good stories going on here, except for in the Superman of Metropolis. The way they presented John finally, I could actually get behind him as being a Superman, and he saved the day in the end. Him, and Kara getting along. There's some cool stuff that I would like to see more of, even though it's, we, we can't anymore. And we spent an issue doing the opposite of what I wanted. But I ended up giving this issue a 6 out of 10, trying to be positive with it because it could have been so much better. But at least this one was trying a little bit more in my I'm mind. I'm giving it a 6 8. I it, it did a little better. Like you said, I'll give it the try. I gave the first issue a 6 and, 8. Yeah, well, I gave the first one, I believe, a 6. I think I was like the opposite deal of you there. So I did like this a little more. So I'm going to give it a 6 8. Um, but I also like those backups a little bit more the first issue. Yeah, that's the thing. I didn't really care for them then or now, so I'm just going with the first story pretty much. Uh, the, the backups were pretty boring to me. Didn't get me wild. Like that Outsiders at the end. I And I'll even say the Astrid Arkham deal. At least I had some emotions at the end. I'm like, these flip-flopping assholes in Metropolis. Jimmy wants to make his pie shake. Let's get out of here. I don't ever want to see this nonsense. I'm so, done with you. Yeah, by the end, uh, yeah, uh, I'll go to 6 eight. I'm, I'm going to be a little more positive than you, but we're going to go off now uh, to some mail. When John put Metropolis in the bottle didn't know where he was coming from Because he could have just taken brain cells Far, far away, thrown him into the sun Now I know John is not a real genius But why is he acting like a maniac? He's busy fighting Kara and then seems surprised The bad guy's the one made from Brainiac Now these writers never take enough time to research any characters they're writing Then this already ruined John enough Now Lewis makes him not know who he should be fighting Those people are now scarred forever It's the only life that they'll ever know 
But in John's only defense, at least Ben Deuce didn't go wage the mob in an active volcano. Now these writers never take enough time to research any characters they're writing. Ben has already ruined John enough. Now Lewis makes him not know who we are. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with Jim. Hallelujah, it's mail with Jim. I need Eric Shea. I yeah. need him all the time. How dare you? I, I'm tired, Eric. You know what they say when you get shot out of a can and you burn your ass is what they say, and I oh. agree. I agree. You can't shoot somebody out of a cannon without burning their ass. I don't know why you even think you can. Eric. Oh, my goodness. Grace, just I'm about to pass out. Here we go. It's the mail. And if you want to be part of the mail, email us in and do that at the weird sides, DC Comics at gmail.com. Eric, I'm hanging on by it. <laughs> so I got half the show to do. I, I'm gonna go. Nah, nobody knows that, right? Though we are doing it in real time, kind of from now on. I do like that, though. At least we can continue some of these great hitting jokes. Did right, you remember Eric, to put it, in that? You know that uh, Metropolis song. Damn right, I will now, Eric. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> See, that's an ongoing joke, Eric. Actually, I just looked in the mirror. I'm the joke. The first email, and if you want to, I'll, I'll say it again, Eric. I just realized I already said it, but uh, we are going to be doing more and more emails. So that means you got to email us in. Uh, so it's at, what is it? Weird Science, DC Comics at gmail.com. I don't know what happened. I, I went upstairs to check on the beans and rice that I made my family. I ended up having a little. Maybe, Breathed in some ether. Well, maybe, because I can't smell. And the problem is, is that I was eating this um ground chicken earlier today then realized it was a little out of date but you know that's how we roll here I, I'm, I'm again this is every day in your house i understand why this would be any different well usually i'll taste that if it's a little funky and then i'll make a decision i'm at the crossroads then uh, i'm not at the crossroads when i can't taste i'm just chowing down and then i thought like oh my stomach Ooh, what's going on and then i look oh yeah that was last week's chicken not this week's. And I mean last week's like last Monday or who oh, jeez. Ray Ray is the first bit of mail. But something happened. I went upstairs, got an, an excruciating headache. I'm I'm drinking some coffee here to try to, you know, get that going or whatever. Yeah, that'll work. And I, I tried a little of the beans and rice. I put a ton of hot sauce because now everything I try to eat, I'm waiting to crack that code and all of a sudden something's gonna break through. Didn't break through, but I started not being able to breathe because I I had a lot of hot sauce on there. Did you try that burnt orange yet? Yeah, I told you I cooked it a little, and you know you go. Well, that was a week ago. I thought maybe you'd try it again. I ain't wasting no oranges, Eric. What do you think? I am a Rockefeller. What am I going around just smoking oranges like they're give away my little cuties? You would start telling me that like oranges they they don't grow on trees, Eric. Do they? Look like a farmer. I don't know how things work. 
Don't they dig those up like potatoes? Ray Ray says, and this is a male that is, uh, it's got a title. Okay. Future state is not my future, I wanted to tell you. I'm writing in just to say I lost interest in DC future state. I think even before that, the latest metal sequel just seemed so convoluted and it lost me. I read the first issue and just wasn't excited to continue. What I have enjoyed was the mini or maxi series that DC has released. I would love a new interesting Flash question or John Stewart Green Lantern miniseries. Well, you're going to get a John Stewart series coming up in uh, April is when that one will start after the, you know, that that thing with Grant Morrison. Is that even Green Lantern? I can't tell. The Green Lantern season two? Yeah. Rebirth made me a comic reader. And I enjoyed comics. I even got my daughter and wife Stormy reading with me. And we have had uh, recommendations for Stormy at one point. And also, I still don't remember if, if Ray told us if that dinner he was making Stormy actually worked out. But maybe he did. And I Wasn't think he taking DC, cooking classes with her? Yeah. And he was going to make a big dinner. I, I think he did tell us that it went okay. But she appreciated the effort. <laughs> that means it's an epic like, This is years ago. It was. I'm just, this is how you remind people that you know what their deal is, Eric. See? And I think DC has really great comics. And I don't think Ray has actually emailed us in quite some time. So I want to just, you know, ease in here. And I prefer their comics over Marvel. Oh, my. I agree. But Future State isn't grabbing me. It's not grabbing like Eric grabs random people on the street. It feels like DC has contracted a virus and is barely hanging in there. That's how I feel. I understand some people are enjoying it, but not everyone is. And that's kind of how things roll. That's everything. I mean, yeah, it is. This should be the time to get people who are at home looking to escape from what's going on in the world or uh, for some new entertainment to pick up a comic and be excited. I feel that it's a missed opportunity, and I feel like the care that DC once had is disappearing. I think that what we're seeing, that no jokes here, Eric. I'm going to be serious. I'm putting on my serious face now. What I think is you know that serious music. Yeah, no, I, I'm not going to do. Why would you even say that, Eric? Why would you say that I do such a thing, Eric? I think that what we're seeing here is a hodgepodge of ideas. This it's distracting here. This hot, and <laughs> they're trying to make the best of what they had laying around, mixed in with a little thing. And you can tell last year they paid for a bunch of stuff that they were never going to use. They had to yeah. reorganize things, rebrand, and they're try trying. to make some money off of what they've already paid for. And they end up with the idea, possibly, which we thought as well. Is like, hey, everybody, we're going to do this two-month thing. All you other smacked asses, you get ahead, write some good stories. Maybe at the point where you were having a lot of books twice a month. Things like that. Maybe you had a deal that we're never going to know about that everybody was pretty stressed out. Maybe you have these writers saying, we can't take this, you know, this hustle and bustle. And this gives them a little time to recharge because things were Greg getting very – pieced out because things, of that. Yeah, things were getting very, very – generic in a way that you almost feel like oh my god i got this other issue let me mail that one in and i think that this is hopefully going to recharge everybody's batteries but it is something where they're trying to make something out of a lot of pieces that weren't supposed to fit and they're doing their best and i think we're seeing some of these books are really good some of these you know not so but I think they are trying at least. And the stuff that has been announced, even if it's not the creative teams that I want, you know, we are getting some new books, new things. And, and remember, when Dan DiDio, right before he got fired and all that, the big talk was, number one, DC's in big trouble. 
we're, we're going to limit the books to an extreme. A lot of people freaked out, said, all we're going to get is Batman books. We're only going to get this. There was even talk that we're just going to get anthologies yeah. and things like that. So at least we could be, you know, a little positive going forward that we are getting some diverse, but we're getting a Mr. Miracle miniseries. And I like that too. I like the idea that they're giving Crime miniseries syndicate. and that Crime Syndicate. We just had Man Bat this week. But we're also going to get, you know, a Robin deal from Joshua Williamson, this continuation. And I like the six issue mini because you can always add on to that. If it, if it does well, then you go for the next round of that. But I season two, don't just sit there and, you know, hey, we're going to go. And, and then when it gets canceled at six, I mean, I like the play of trying to make it a positive spin and at least giving people an option. And even if people will say I'm insane. We are going to get some non-Batmans. Yara Floor. And this is where I think you have to be, you know, on the deal where we get upset where people review things and give everything a 10 out of 10. Please don't. When you find something that you really like, like a Yara Floor, then get excited. Tell DC because then you get a series. You get a thing coming back. And that's what everybody was excited about. So I know that people are upset about Future State and they're a little down on some of these books. And we don't like everyone. Like I said, I still... I'm looking forward to March, April, May, all that going. You know, you know how months go, Eric. <laughs> March, April, Sometimes. May, June, July. Smart oh, I don't like August, but I'll go back in September. Um, but yeah, I think that what we're seeing a little bit of a, you know, light at the end of the tunnel possibly. I still listen to podcasts and I listen to spotlights. I like this before. I, I said this before, but you guys are some of the hardest working podcasters in the industry. It, what he just said, Eric, I'm translating. You guys are suckers. That's what he just said Aww. to us. The amount of content Ray, you guys Ray. put out weekly is well worth supporting on Patreon. And I'll continue to support you guys no matter what happens to DC. It'd be funny. DC just falls apart. I just get on once a week. I'm like, hey, Ray, what up? That's the podcast. It's just Ray. He's giving I'm doing us a science power hour when that Damn happens. Damn right. All right. That'd be cool. Is that you in a band with a lot of horns? Because that's what <laughs> I'd like to see. I, I heard a little birdie. Down down the line, Eric, whispering that there might be a couple things coming back on Patreon. I'm not going to get more into that, but ooh, it was exciting, man. Lastly, Eric, where's the Boys' Toys Podcast? Where is the Boys' <laughs> Toys Podcast? I didn't even realize that was that was a great segue. I don't know, Eric. This bird was telling me things, but it told me not to let anybody know this birdie. Can you give the people what they want? Don't be a coward. I'm telling you, people are still. Laughing at Flush Force, Eric. They cannot get enough of that. that comes, it comes <laughs> it's up so once funny a month. that you brought up the Flush Force because from that video, that's video from that podcast that I did about the stupid toy, which I bought all these stupid things, the including thing, a, that's, gi- yeah. a giant toilet to put these things in there. I actually went by today for the first time in I, I, probably two years and actually pushed the pull, like the the, the really? handle on there to hear the flush sound yeah. and a bunch of little fart sounds because it's a stupid fucking toy. Do you have it there right now? Is it within actually, reach? Actually, before too, I was trying to fix my garbage. There's a lot of things actually going in the boys' toys today that I didn't even think about because that was today. And on top of it, I was looking for a hammer to fix my garbage disposal earlier in the day and going through where my toys are. I actually found a bunch of those Zorbies and those Orbies oh, that Zorbies. I had the one I thing about that, that I had too. put with my tools for some reason. Oh, that flush rush. I, I, I'm telling you. Double Aaron thinks of that every single day. That flush horse. <laughs> don't be the a coward, worst. Eric. Order those Transformers and Baby Yodas and educate us. Your Grogu. friend Ray Ray. And yes, that is Ray. And, uh, Thank you, Ray Ray. Me love daddy. That's Rogu. That's, that's Rogu. Yeah. <laughs> Rogu loves daddy. Um, I, I laugh too. It's because, uh, legitimately, uh, Eric. Uh, I like to joke that you're lazy, Erica. 
No, basically, you you are what ends up being a podcasting perfectionist, especially when it's by yourself. And I know that's the deal where you end up by yourself. You don't want to have any mess ups because then you can't blame it on anybody else but yourself. And it ends up giving you like a, a podcasting fright. Uh, Terrible anxiety when that happens. Seriously, seriously. I have set these people up for error after error, Eric. I have loosened them up to this <laughs> point that they will accept oh, they anything. Is failure at this oh, point. Oh, my God. The things that I let through. Actually, I end up, and at one point I was going to show you a thing on our Zencaster that we record because each time I mess up, I hit the you know next deal and they line up. And at one point, I legitimately, one of the podcasts, I was at like, Room number 19 And half the time I'm almost done I end up saying a word stupid I flub and I'm starting all over I don't like to edit stuff And that yet yeah, I'll, worst. I'll go out I'll redo a 30 minute thing when I could just Edit two seconds out and I just I can't do that I don't like it but Yeah we do a the lot boys of, toys we do is a lot something of that was fun It's just the idea of doing the podcast For a boys toys like that because it's a toy It's like you know even though like you know you have comic books It is a visual medium it is telling a Story that we can talk about when you have something like a Toy let me explain to you like here I have Actually have my new Optimus Primal I just got In the mail today from Hasbro Pulse And the thing is like yep this looks like Optimus Primal from the Beast Wars cartoon Look at all that mo I'm sorry you can't see all that Mold of detail in the it. fur keep right going, here Keep going let me hear about it what else about do you like but it? But I will tell you the thing is that I wanted to bring back the boys' toys because for as, as much crap as I gave it initially, when Todd McFarlane got the license to the DC, you know, multiverse characters and stuff like that, he was going so heavy on the metal and then the death metal. I'm like, yeah. you're doing stuff that I want no parts of ever again. I'm not buying figures based on this, you know, story that I don't like and characters I don't like. But on the side of that, he has put out a lot of cool stuff. And coming forward in March, like, you know, he has the John Stewart Green Lantern, the Bizarro coming out, uh, a Nightwing who lasts, which I will not be picking up. But the rest of the stuff, like, I just got a new Red Hood and New 52 Nightwing 2-pack in the mail last week. I have a lot of really cool McFarlane, you know, DC figures. And I'm like, maybe yeah. I should talk about these because of how badass they are I, I outside think, of metal and well, death metal. And that's the thing. I, I think people want to hear that. You you go by and I, it, it drives me nuts all the time. And we've talked about this before, the idea that a lot of times I say, well, are you going to do that? And you're like, well, nobody likes it, but yet everybody liked it. And I'm like, no, they want you to do it. And you're like, nah, they wouldn't like me talking about this. I'm like, no, no, they would. They would like that, Eric. But, uh, so the boys' toys, that little bird, it told me that we might be getting some boys' toys coming up, Eric. Is is that maybe. true? Are you saying that it's maybe a possibility. you're leaving that out there as a big possibility? You're going to get everybody's deal going, but then they're going to be let, they're just going to be let down, I think. Like this Harley Quinn McFarlane figure I got. Like the thing is, it's supposed to be Harley Quinn from the comics, but looking at it, it seems like it was really designed to be Harley Quinn from the Batman animated series instead. So I don't know what they're doing with that sculpt, Jim. Well, we'd have to see, Eric. That's why we need you to talk. Tell me a little about your Transformer. Tell me about Optimus Primal. Let's see if this will work. Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't really had a chance to even open him. I, I opened him. Uh, I hate you so it much. It didn't work. Eric. I was desperately trying to find the boys. In between toys the theme. segments, or actually, it was right before we got ready. I just actually pulled him out of the box so I could have him in front of me so I could look at him while we talk about comics. <laughs> just pull, pull the veil off. You know, that's what's important. Hey, what's yeah, going on? What's going on with this? What's going on with this Harley Optimus Primal? You got anything there for me? What's I can that? multitask. Oh, Manship is next. Manship with like the boys' right. toys as well. Manship says, Mac. Now, this is where 
if we're going to end up Mac. going, yeah, when we're, if we're going to go back and me, when we go back to the, you know, the beginnings and stuff like that, nothing is better than a nonsense email from Manship. So if you have just started listening, you know, enjoy, enjoy, because Manship is a little wacky. Mac, Macaroni the dog, and I made it to our home disc golf course last night. Holly. Night. Holly Woods. Was it in question Eric. whether or not you were going to make it or not? Well, first off, it's covered in snow. I mean, it's freezing. I don't know what's going on over there. I know what PA looks like. If At I, least our part of PA. I don't know what his part looks like. If I said to you, do you think Holly Woods is a golf disc golf course or a porn star? Which one would you Holly Woods, right she away? could, Jim. Holly Woods. With an hour of daylight left, which is usually plenty of time to play nine holes. Are they holes, Eric? Hour? I mean, we're playing disc Like, what golf. is this? They're kind of posts. Or, hey, who wants to go throw nine nets? Isn't that what you do? You throw them in the nets or something? Yeah. You got them chain nets. They in holes? Why are you doing this? However, we underestimated the amount of snow at Holly Recreational, which slowed us way down. Oh, my God. They only got in six. Right when we got to the furthest point from our car, of the course, the sun goes down and instantly we felt something watching us. Eric, Ooh. something was watching him. He's like Rockwell. Uh, so All I of turned. a sudden, the moon went up and I realized yeah, really. I was surrounded by the Wolfman. All of a sudden, it was the Wolfman, the Draculas, and the monster because I know that the, the, the doctor, the scientist, is Frankenstein. So I turned on my headlamp. Seriously, he's got a headlamp. He's got a fucking headlamp. <laughs> he was about to go minor twenty forty niner. And so I turned on my headlamp, revealing two sets of eyes watching us through the trees. Dread- Hello there. This is one of those my kids listen to, like those YouTube channels that tell the scary stories. This though is right. just ridiculous. You ever see? You ever listen to those? And they're like, man, this guy. I, I listen to a bunch of different things. He's like, this guy's the greatest telling the scary stories. And I listen to this one guy. He sounds like Yarmir Yager when he just got over to the States. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. So I turned on my head, Limberville, and two sets of eyes watching us through the trees. Dread crept over us, realizing that they were coyotes, Eric. The coyotes speaking. So I offered up macaroni and ran. So I said, take macaroni and watch out for the werewolves. We took off as fast as we could. I imagine macaroni as a little dog and is now in, in the air as manship's running. Probably rollerblind. Uh, and he ends up where they went through the deep snow with two coyotes hot on our heels. The coyotes took chase, Eric. They kept That's the thing is like, did you imagine a lot of like, it's the Detroit area. It's not exactly Detroit, but do you imagine a lot of coyotes in your mind in the Detroit area? No, I, I think this is just local guys in fur coats and they're chasing manship down, possibly for a sandwich. They kept stopping <laughs> long enough to howl or whatever it is they do. They were actually texting friends, but have no clue why. Perhaps they were calling for backup. The only person I've ever heard who was attacked by coyotes. Yeah. Or just fucking Maybe it was with the us. chupacabras. It might be. We made it back to our the car macaroni suckers. in one piece. I'd love to see Manship fumbling for his keys, like in a, like in a horror movie. I, I imagine they're on some kind of bungee cord that he keeps with the, you know, oh, also yeah. with his headlamp. Oh, yeah. Then the headlamp runs out of batteries. Oh, my. It's one of those security guard freaking line of keys that you can just pull from your waist. It's Manship running. Thank God for these reflective freaking headband and knee pads. <laughs> we made it back to our car in one piece. Luckily, he didn't leave ba- behind the discs, Eric, and-, and have to wonder how close we were that day to fighting off coyotes. 
in their own element. See, I, I should do this like these things that my kids want. Their own go. element. The yeah. disc called the, the golf disc course. Golf course. <laughs> Sharks. <laughs> They're there. Manship has this uh, comb switchblade. He's dancing around. I decided to go swimming one day, and then the lights <laughs> went out, and I saw underneath me a set of dark eyes, doll's eyes, and I doll's got out of there real quick. Were. I was wondering if, like, if I would have stayed, would I had to take on the supposed shark in its own <laughs> element, the YMCA swimming pool? And that is when we lost Macaroni the dog, too. Junior was gone now, and off we go to the pet store. Uh, yeah, man, ship got chased down. That's I'd, crazy, man. I'd love to but see no the pictures, idea. No proof. No, no this, this I'm not telling real. you, nothing chased him. He was running. <laughs> they probably, first off, they, they went the other way because what they were howling at is, what is that smell? Manship shit his pants. There's no way they're getting near. And now when he goes into the room and says, come here, macaroni, macaroni looks away in shame, <laughs> knowing that manship ended up did. doing that. Uh, so that is that. Thanks. Thanks for Manship. Well, I'm Man- happy you're okay, Manship. By the but way, don't go disc golfing in the snow. By or the way, coyote territory. I forget what it was a couple weeks because actually he put this as show mail. So I, I had to read this, but I probably would have anyway. But a couple weeks ago, he ended up emailing, got duped again. <laughs> he ended up buying did. something by accident. Uh, he must have a pile of things by accident, but that's Manship. Manship, everybody. Manship. Yeah, you have a bunch of kids by accident. Damn right they are. I told Logan he was, but that doesn't mean that it's not a happy accident, Eric. You can always love an accident, right? The you first didn't say person, that either. The first person who made potato chips, that was an accident, probably, and then they loved it. So that's what I tell Logan. They didn't have to support every, those potato chips for 18 years. <laughs> Damn right they didn't. I'm stuck with it. But, yeah, Logan right now is talking on the uh, Star Star Wars. I'm a Star Trek podcast. What am I, a nerd? All right. What am I, a nerd? I ended up on the Star Wars <laughs> podcast saying that at the moment in the ranking, Logan's probably at number one. Though Rafe, because of the Super Bowl and the recent Royal Rumble, he's getting up there. So I told Logan, you're gonna have to get some more love going on. It's tough, but I said, Logan, <laughs> here's this is actually Sorry, reading comics, buddy. You know, be on you, Daddy's number you, one you list. Wanna, you want to hear why Logan's number one? It's it's a nice thing. Uh, I can't really be around them, you know. So I'm in our front room. <laughs> Whether I you're have, sick or not, I know. Well, that's what I'm gonna tell him. I have this curtain, and Logan will come down, and he'll sit at the far end of the kitchen table. That's like way, way. It's like a room and a half away. And he'll actually talk to me. And I'll sit there. We can't even see each other because this curtain. I feel like he's coming to talk to me like on my deathbed. Yeah, but we talk like about visitation rights. stuff. But it is nice. He's the only one who does that. I, I message the others. Hey, what's going on? Never hear from them. <laughs> now, they think if you what do you dead, want from them? Nothing's no going on. They could say, yeah, watch the TV. Daddy-o. They're um, all into playing like team Minecraft. And uh, oh. at one point, they ended up burning the down. Gotcha. And they, they ended up burning down Logan's house or village or whatever burning the hell you're doing that. House. And so Logan ended up making up a new one and really getting it. And he's not letting him know the coordinates. Well, I ran up. And when Logan went to the bathroom and Tanya wasn't, I ran up and took a picture of the TV with the coordinates. And now I'm blackmailing him. Now you're so blackmailing that's how you do it. Yeah. So I said, he, it's his birthday tomorrow, by the way. And uh, with that, I said, you know what you're going to get for your birthday? You're going to go get me food. That's what I told him. (laughs) I said, we're going to order food on you. I can't even taste it, but I want it, Eric. That's what I go. I'll eat anything for free. Uh, And he he even said, what? My birthday present is buying you something. Damn right it is. 
damn right, your dad's got COVID. I'm a hero. Oh, that's like Do me, hear me? My graduation present was you owe us rent. Yeah. Yeah, that was. You heard me, Eric. I'm a hero. What about the COVID? I'm a national hero. This is what you should be ready to recognize that. I'm I'm on the front lines for you. I ended up wondering well, last night. No picture night, didn't happen. Well, I'll give you a picture. I'll give you a picture you'll never forget. I ended up last night wondering, should I... um get the vaccine because there's the deal i, I have it i'll get it on they say there is a slim chance of getting it. i was talking about this on the star wars podcast as well because i'm not a nerd talking about star trek and mm-hmm. i said I'll, I'll let everybody else who hasn't had it get it first you know that's how good i am that that is my that's chivalrous yeah, of me that's you doing this i'm a hero eric but we're gonna go off now to end the podcast with two books that I we'll see. We might crack the code. I don't know, but we'll get to that right about now. Listening to the podcast. Listen all day. I just want to hear Jim's voice and not hear Eric share. Eric, here we are, little old school there. Don't need me. Get out of uh, here. I always need you. And here we are with two last books. And if you're playing at home, you'll know that it's Swamp Thing and Harley. And we'll see which one we like better because we usually save the worst for last. So which one are we starting with there? Future State Swamp Thing number two, written by Ram V with art by Mike Perkins, June Chung, and Adia Bidikar. Probably. Swamp Thing has led his family to humanity, but also to Woodrow, who has spent his time in this distant future creating a weapon out of obsidian to black out the sun. And when I say obsidian, I'm going to go, you know, <laughs> get off my notes here. Todd Rice, the son of, you know, Green Lantern, Alan Scott, Obsidian. Just uh, He didn't build it out of Obsidian. He built it out of the character, Obsidian. Okay, you mean the he, sun. he didn't d- do it out of the mineral Obsidian, is what I'm you're telling me. I said this. I'm like, oh, no, they can't see the capital O in here and know it's the uh, name of a uh, hero. <laughs> this is just anyway. like the problem with the boys' toys. <laughs> to block out the sun and destroy the green. The green isn't the only thing destroyed here, though. The Swamp family is too, as they realize with no son for hundreds of years to come, Swamp Thing is going to offer himself up to humanity for survival, and that means his kids too. Yes, I wish I could get and block out the sons, Eric. That's good. Just I offer do. your kids up, and to then eat. offer my kids up. Uh, I said this. I had like a little bit on our YouTube channel where I did some non-spoiler, like really quick things of all the books that came out, and I talked about this one, saying I understand why people like it. I. I Fully do. It's a well-written story. I think that the art fits, uh, and I like this more than the first issue. The first issue really bored me. I thought it was a very slow start. We want it more, you know, as you're setting up things, we want to get pointed towards, like, what's up with the green? How does the swamp thing connect? Who is the swamp thing? All things like that. While we were getting these, what I call blueprints, but they're really green prints, Eric. That's a joke. With the idea of how he ended up building this family. And I said then... The idea when people get on a Swamp Thing book, they do seem to be chasing the shadow of Alan Moore. They have to get really pretentious. They have to get really wordy. That continues, but it does fit. And people 
uh, go with this idea where Ram, everything's coming up Ram V, right? Everybody's loving Ram V's JLD and stuff. We're, we're kind of in the middle of Cat things. Woman? I think I like Catwoman a little more than you, but you like JLD a little more than me. It kind of goes with the characters anyway. So going into this, I'm not a real big Swamp Thing fan. This doesn't make me a Swamp Thing fan. This actually hits all the beats of why I really don't like to read a lot of Swamp Thing because it's not my thing and it bores me. Uh, but I can still recognize when something's good. I'm not going to sit here. You know, there's been times on this podcast, I don't know if you realize this, Eric, that I will yell and scream about things and get mad that somebody gives. I usually just play yeah, with Max gets start it, doing Exactly. That. Somebody gets a 10 out of 10 and then I start, yeah, you know, that it's this deserves you know some good marks and if you're really into it i can see why you will say people are saying a classic you well, know, it's a all weird that. idea too because everybody's in the idea here where a swamp thing destroyed the world it's the end of humanity in the year 4500 swamp thing kills his kids in this defeat humanity and even kills himself there's the idea of rebirth at the end but as far as i'm concerned the planet you know the green is destroyed the sun's been blocked up for hundreds of years humanity has just lived off a of swamp thing's giant life tree until it petrified I'm like there's no real coming back in my mind for planet Earth after this, even though we see future stuff, you know, out of the timeline. But this is the end of Swamp Thing. He has killed his kids. He has killed humanity before this, hundreds of years beforehand. And yet the Flash story <laughs> is the dark story, Jim. Yeah, why are you laughing at that, Eric, that he killed his kids? This is the crack in the code moment, Eric. This is what I was upset I about. I steal your thunder. You <laughs> stole my thunder, you jerk. No, the idea that people have written off that Flash Wally West. And when you ask them, Basically, they're like, well, I heard about it. I saw the sending and the ending was miserable. Why do we keep doing this? This is awful. Well, he's a murder, whatever. Look at if you're a Swamp Thing fan. First off, we almost pretty much I mean, it's it's tough to say you know swamp thing died but but he did and he well even that whole thing because at this point when we find out that swamp thing was the thing that destroyed humanity when it goes father did you do this no that wasn't me so this is an alec holland the alec holland if you are a fan seems to be the swamp thing that went and murdered everybody this or is a it's the new thing. indian one that we're going to get from ram because exactly. ram v but that's the thing in this story that people are giving 10 out of 10s, that same people who are giving twos to Flash because it's the dark Wally again. We have had pretty much Swamp Thing die in the JLD book going into this. He ended up dying in Immortal Wonder Woman that takes place after this and now dies here as well, but also destroys humanity. This is a dark and story kills kids. and kills his kids. Don't give me this bullshit of the idea of, well, I didn't like that Wally story because they keep doing this. They keep doing the swamp thing too. And this is a darker story. He killed everybody. He killed everybody at one point. There's only a few survivors that ends up eking out their existence till swamp thing can then find him again, kill his own family. That's made Eat of him. My bum. And yeah. So don't go with this. It's dark. all of these are dark. This is the darkest book there is, and people seem to love it hey there, because of person. that. This that is my finger. Yeah, taste. really, they're hypocrites. Quit it, Swamp Thing. Getting creepy. How this is all much I got for left. the daughter, Swamp Thing? Is what they're saying. How much for the little How girl? How much for the little girl? And so you have this going on, but everybody, oh my god, it's because it's Swamp Thing, and they're like, eh, you know, I like to just get the wordy thing and it's a book that you end up a lot of people i'm not saying everybody will like this because people legitimately like this but there are some are like man you know i can mail this one yeah, it's all right everybody's this whole giving thing it a 10 with the out of 10 of the swamp thing because it's a general swamp thing we don't know who yeah, the swamp thing know. is it's not alec holland it seems like alec holland might have destroyed humanity hundreds of years ago we have a swamp thing 
and his lonesome nature that he has used of his own bosom to make his family figure out a way to make their flesh, their bones, their personalities are of himself. He has made sure that he has company on his endless pursuit to find That's humanity. That's the weird thing and that kind that of threw is- me off, though. It's, it is just for company. He just wants somebody around to talk and you know hang with. It doesn't really come out as, the time, maybe. as that important, though, by the end to do it. It's just pretty much, again, a dark thing where – it's very selfish of him. He wanted people to pass the time with, like, yeah, and have some company. So when they're not needed, boom, they're done. And we saw that was going to come up in the last issue. And like, why do you love the humans Indigo more than us? This shit was going down. Yeah, yeah. What up, Indigo? And Indigo's like, fuck you. I'm going to die my own way. I don't need you to destroy me. And, and it's good. And it is. And the stuff with Woodrow, what he's doing with Obsidian, where he is doing you know, he has this plan because he ends up so an Atticus Waller. I, I really that- just want to know some background with Obsidian. Like, he's been working with Obsidian in this case. It seems like it's for, like, I'm telling you, hundreds of years because Woodrow in this is the undying one. It seems like he started up this whole thing with the idea of making something to bring humanity back. Has been going through his own goals all this time because even the guy in charge of the facility now, this has been going on since before he was in charge. He doesn't even know what the machine truly does. Seems like Woodrow has been doing, like, how did Obsidian get here? What's he been up to this whole time? Where would you get this? And how long ago did he start this process? Yeah, and he makes it seem like it's a real long time. But also the idea where Woodrow, who is always trying to get the acceptance of the green, always jealous of Swamp Thing. Dude's always, always doing people trying to get that green up and inside so, Yeah, him. he basically has reformed. So you, you get the idea of Swamp Thing making a family I don't because – I think reform is the best thing to say because well, it pretty much – I'm not eating people to become the green anymore. I have altered my body so much, shoving green inside me. I have barely any human left. And, well, to and that's this what day, I think the deal the is. The green does not accept me no. as a part of it. So you know what? Fuck that yeah, green. Yeah, fuck that. And with that, though, Swamp Thing, while he is accepted by the green, is trying to get back some humanity. He makes a family. He's trying to help humans. Oh, my humans. God. And so, Look at that. Back no, and forth. Who you knows do. what's going on? He wants the green. Well, he and wants even, even Swamp Thing Up says. Is down, left is Swamp right. Thing Cats says to him. Dogs. You aren't accepted because you don't respect the humanity of it. And you have to remember in the end, the idea that, you know, that's why the green always takes a human avatar to do this because they need that soul and need all that stuff to kind of start out the deal. Uh, but with this, again, I've heard podcasts this week already that will talk about flash and then two minutes later start talking about swamp thing and say, I don't like this flash. It's too dark. I don't like the darkness. And then going into this and, and can't stop God talking about I how great it is. Yeah. And, and they don't even realize what the, doing there with the idea because you have to look past and look at the story and like i said i don't really care for swamp thing reggie would always dig into me about it would always try to make me do this i i just it's always the same to me i need something different and when you know when i did actually enjoy a little was charles sewell Sewell. you had the machine that seemed to almost make that deal and i got a little more from that and i did enjoy that more than i usually do swamp thing but this here is a classic feeling swamp thing story and it those usually but i can tell when something's good and it is it's very dark, but I don't mind that. That's what this oh, whole thing is. Oh, just that twist at the end because Indigo spelled it out the whole time. Where Dad, Big Daddy Green over here, he cares more oh, about yeah, the lousy flashbacks and he cares about us. Why are we going to continue this quest? Because he's just going to leave us high and dry as soon as he finds his precious humans. And we find out here when Woodrow goes and says, I built this machine. I'm going to destroy the green. I'm going to block out the sun with the power, the darkness power of obsidian. I'm going to block out everything. The green is going to go away. And, you know, just pretty much gets torn apart by the – 
swamp thing here. But the idea is like, all right, he went and initiated the process. The sun is going to be blacked out. The humans here are the last humans on earth. I need to make sure to feed them. What are you going to feed? Oh, no, dad, you can't do this because we're of you. You made us from you. And in order to sustain them, you're going to have to feed him us. And then one by one, these these beings that he made with his own personality, his own emotions infused in them and try to give them their own feel because he couldn't make a soul. He could make everything else. He couldn't make the soul. He has to wipe them out in front of their brothers and sisters to tell them pretty much, I do care more about these humans because that is why they're so good. They have a soul. I do care for you. You are my swamp they can, they can family. Get better. They, but yeah. you, you will never expand upon what you are right now because you don't have the capacity to. But these lousy flat meat salads over here, they do. So we're going to feed their and, asses. And so I, I mean, legitimately. Bring you back at home. Come back inside my bosom, babies. Yeah, just imagine how dark that is. It is like if, all, if all of a sudden they decided that society everybody's six foot and over i'm i'm killed and, and it's like just well Soiling and basically and basically would be we're sorry but there's no way that you can change that so you're dead you know they end up where people can adapt humans can adapt the soul can end up making themselves better now with that they may go worse or whatever but they can have the potential but these this the family to change the family has no potential of that they they can't change they can't because they're made just as inanimate objects that actually believe they're alive and so it's a very very dark story now i don't really need to keep seeing how these things were made like their knuckles and their things i thought that that was the part that was kind of neat visually that first issue i don't need that to continue but i think he wants to keep doing that to show you just the care and intricacy of what Swamp Thing did to only have to end up destroying it. I get that deal, but it kind of threw me out each time. And I, I'll tell you, I skipped some of my, I really don't need to see uh, all of that. Now I'm saying I don't need the, I built them as well. That's actually okay at the big, but the one with the hand ends up going and it's like, and then here it's rather than differentiate an exo and endoskeleton. I use gene expression. Once again, their bodies mimic to mimic osseous matter, fibrous tissue and skin coupled with natural adaptive learning. They are capable of feats of, I didn't need to see that just so I see when they're fighting. Then it just ended up a little too much. It gets a little too pretentious, a little too wordy with that. But once you get to Woodrow and his plans and all that, now you, you throw in this Atticus Waller that just kind of is there. It doesn't really do much with that. Just a guy to, you know, oh my God, what are you doing? Attack the swamp things and you go from there. But was the, it Atticus Waller or was it Waller Atticus? It was one of those. It's Waller Atticus. I, I don't Which know. is such a weird thing. I don't know why that name because I'm sitting here I'm like who is he a great descendant of Amanda Waller like, and then they change the name yeah. and I'm like Atticus is the last name of Waller the first name like that's yeah, weird yeah it's just and that didn't really need to be like you expect him to be the like nuke it nuke it like he he's <laughs> gonna be there to be the one guy who remembers wait a minute this swamp thing but he really doesn't do much even the human settlement that they go to kind of gets left behind and just to well, get that's the to whole thing. you have the human settlement and you know we are brought here because the whoever is in charge of this facility they're after bad things. People start talking bad. They get strung up and hung on. They're like, we had to get away from here. I'm bringing back help. You're the help. Now the Swamp family will fight for the betterment of these people. And for the betterment, it turns out, against their will, they're going to be food for these people for the next hundred years as long as the sun has been blocked out by Woodrow's, you know, green killing machine. Just, freaking, I thought that there his, needed uh, to be some more things. Weed aside. Yeah, yeah. Pesticide, not pesticide. What is that? Weed killer, pretty much. Yeah, I'm saying. T- 
you just kind of get there and and that's the means to the end of okay i have to like they're there only so that you have to have that sacrifice to feed them and whatnot it just kind of happened i i thought that i just with don't this, know how any of this works at the end because you want to have this great moment to one by one where everyone like all the swamp family turns away to dust to reconnect with swamp thing almost like it's the end of infinity war with you know the yeah, model yeah. bit whether everybody just turns to dust and fades away and you see the connection that swamp thing has Mr. and how sad Mr. it is to go Stark, through i don't feel good it, exactly <laughs> and like, you know, even Indigo at this point, who is, you know, made up of Swamp Thing's doubt, the whole idea, like, you're not going to fucking do this. I'm going to kill myself. I'm going out my own way, Daddy-O. I'm not going to let you do this. And, you know, essentially, he just gets brought in. I, I wanted Swamp, Swamp Thing to say, next time I do this, I'm skipping doubt. This guy ends up finding out plans here. I Indigo don't need this. Best. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he's not going to then the, To make up, you know, he makes up a gigantic life tree to sustain these people for whenever the sun will eventually come back out to the point where he petrifies into rock. For his, that ain't for as long as the sun, well, that's the thing. As as long as the sun is blacked out, I'm saying all like Woodrow achieved his plan. He should have killed the green, but but when they come to the point at the end where the kids are like, "You think we're ever going to see that swamp thing from our stories?" It was a very very long time ago, Callus. But all it takes is a seed or a stem, some earth, some water, and a little bit of sun. And you see the sun come out, but they have a bit of plant left. And I'm like. The green should have been dead at this point, and like, there's no coming back from this. Woodrow should have achieved his plan because it's how long this has been gone. The sun, nothing should have been able to be sustained after Hashtag that. Hashtag Team Woodrow is what you're saying, right? Uh, yeah. So I don't, by the I don't end, like that sun, <laughs> yeah, I'm really fair skinned. By, by, yeah, really, by the end, though, I, I, I can see that it's good. Like I said, I'll, I'll keep saying it. it's just not for me. So my score is not going to be as high as some others, but me and you actually thought same score so i guess i liked it well, enough uh but what's your score my score is now a 7.9 oh, you out went of up. 10 I'm 7.5 i did go up that's the thing is i wasn't so um, i want to go up to an 8 out of 10 i really do but i don't want to have a dual book of the week because i really want to stick it to people who say the flash is awful and have that be my <laughs> book of the week but this is a very good issue i had fun reading it and i actually like the twist at the end because it actually was heartfelt for a swamp thing the idea of a human soul humanity can change and better itself it, it was a, it was a decent story to read overall. It's it's dark as hell though. I think one just of, like the flash. I think one of the problems I had too is that we don't know who the swamp thing is. I don't know anything about him, so I don't even know that journey to become well, swamp I thing. I thought I knew Alec Holland until I found out maybe he destroyed humanity. Yeah, but I thought again I knew him. though, we leave in the current deal where Alec again, Holland this is isn't 4, swamp thing. I know, so, so, so we and the one that we're going to end up going back to in the current deal isn't even Alec Holland. So I this just could have think, been like eleven swamp things yeah, removed from be. us at this point. And, and I, I think know. that maybe if I had that connection a little more of what led them to their deal, like an Alec Holland who at one point, whatever you go with, or what, you know, figures out that he isn't Alec Holland anymore. He's just like, there is a connection where I get there of him making the fact, like there could have been more of a connection if I knew more about this. Actual like I really swamp feel thing. like that swamp thing sacrificed his life in death metal, but then saw him again later on. Like it didn't matter. I'm trying to remember the aspects of it, but if we go back, like we did with death metal, not a factor, we just jump back into where we were in the continuity. He was hanging out in New Mirror trying yeah, to create Mira. that, you know, you know, just trying and to make sure leave. that the green was stable there. Yeah. And then when we go back, Ram V himself is going to be writing this Indian swamp thing. So it has moved on and taken another avatar. So uh, the guy who's writing this doing that. So who knows what it was? It might be that one. But like you said, there's a benefit for having this so far in the future because you are isolated you could do whatever you want if this was in with the other books you couldn't really say oh swamp thing destroyed the world that would throw everything off kilter but it works here because of that deal but also but also with that 
going so far ahead and then going back to another, it just seems like it can't be Alec, but even if it, whatever the case may be, but it ends up making it a just random generic swamp thing. We don't know who it is. It's never named. And it's never I going on there. Superman would just always go rogue and kill humanity. And here it's a swamp thing. I thought it'd be the robots, Eric, as you like Hashtag to say. Hashtag Lex Luthor was right. Lex was right. <laughs> oh my God, Eric, why are you laughing at the destruction of humanity? But I'm going 7.5. Uh, but we're going to move on to the last book of the night, a book that I really liked the first issue. You were not really down with. You actually didn't like it much it's at all. It's called Future State Harley Quinn and all she did was play Hannibal Lecter in a cell and not yeah, do anything. because that's part of being Harley Quinn. I, I'm telling you, I liked it because of that because I didn't need to see her go, holy camoly, slap me five dead guy. And you get your wish here because of this future Damn state. Right. Harley Quinn number two, written by Stephanie Phillips, art by Simone DeMaio and Tony Infante, uh, colors Tamra Benvalon and ALW's Troy Petiri, Eric, he's on the book Troy as well. I like the first issue of Harley Quinn, but this one feels like we missed a whole bunch of middle issues. Uh, it felt like Steph, Steph, Stephanie Phillips wanted to What's show. Up, I, I wrote Steph wanted to show uh, she friends. could also do the jokey Harley. Uh, but the issue ended up being a bit more confusing than funny, and that was a shame. In the end, Harley takes down everyone, cracks Damn wise, right. and walks into the sunset, and she's just out. The black mask cuts off the senator's face who's stealing money from him and funneling it to the magistrate when Harley and freaking Crane come on the scene. I'm guessing that's not the kind of facelift the senator was hoping for. Oh, Am my. I right? Yeah. That's oh, Harley. Get. Har- Never change. Har- and then pretty much what we get here <laughs> then is, you know, before, hey, let me use my psychological deal and tell you that Firefly needs something personal to burn. Professor hey, Pig. Professor Pig likes to create art with this awfulness that he does. So throw out something in there, say it's his, that's real bad, and he'll come a crying and he'll want to do that. Okay, what do we do here with black masks? Well, me and Mr. J used to buy a lot of masks. I think there's a warehouse out in the, the outskirts of the docks. Let's go there. Wholesale, that's what man. you get. There's a lot of masks out yeah, there. That's what you get. You get the de- deal of not even dealing with any sort of psychological deal of how the black, but yet at the end you do because you end up seemingly pointing out that Crane has to become Scarecrow because of Roman's fear of what he was as a kid and how he grew up. But they end up going to a factory that makes masks. Yes, we have, we initially try to break this down because we have a whole black mask syndicate going on there. And you're just not going to go and buy those masks individually. You want to get them at wholesale. And, you know, the idea that, you know, we had a lot of clown masks back when Harley was with Joker and stuff like that. We got them from this place. So let's check this out. Roman's waiting for him. You have this whole hologram thing saying, like, I know you're going to come after me and shit like that. But ultimately, the idea is we got to bring Roman out by you coming back. Because the thing is, masks are no good right now. You're just Dr. Crane, Dr. Jonathan Crane. You've moved past the Scarecrow. What we need more than anything is you to bring the mask back. We need the Scarecrow here. And maybe a future state would have taken place after Jane Tim- James Timon's the fourth Scarecrow are coming up in Batman. This would have had a little bit more gravitas to it because – for the most part, for a lot of time now, the Scarecrow has been pretty much relegated to the back row and not done anything. He's almost been like, you know, made up to be a joke half the time when he does show up. He's not a very threatening yeah, villain Yeah, one of the anymore. last times he was there in, in Nightwing when he was in Bloodhaven yeah. doing that And that work. was not a great no. thing in my mind well, when he was over at Bloodhaven. This is the thing, though. Uh, if we had Crane come back first off, we don't know if that's going to be good. And even if he was, I, I still wouldn't get the connection of why this is so important oh, no, to go I'm against just saying, Black But Mask. when you have the reveal later on when Harley 
you know, brings out, you know, Black Mask say, oh, I want to work for you. I got to wait to do all this. And then have the big reveal of Jonathan Crane is now the Scarecrow because this whole thing is supposed to be some kind of pop involved where he said, holy shit, Scarecrow's back in town. It just kind of falls flat. Like, okay, he said, I'm going to do this. And he puts the mask back on, starts throwing fear toxin everywhere. And like, I'm the Scarecrow. And I'm like, here, well, that's kind of well, lame. It is lame. And why I said there's mis- it feels like there's issues missing uh, is because we never really established besides the fact that, oh, man, no masks. OK, I can't put on the scarecrow mask. That seems to be, you know, the all we would get. You have to have more than that. You have to have the idea of show crane. Like, I can't do this. I've actually become a better person. Look at me. I'm not possessed by. We never got that. So him and and you end up having Harley saying, you need to put on the mat. We never seen Black Mass react crazy to Scarecrow. We never no. saw that there. So you don't get that either. And then even at one point, one of the, you know, guards, magistrate, guys, whatever, come into Crane's office. What are you doing with that mask? What are you doing? Get out of here. And he throws his glass. Throws his and whiskey like, at him. That's not enough. I, I need I need this deal where Harley at the end, Quinn, the magistrate. I've done everything Harley said. Now what I now yeah, now what I then want. We'll end though. this my way. What and even like, that, this was not your that way. This wasn't, was Harley's yeah, that way. That wasn't your way. And what I wanted to have at the end. <laughs> yes, I like the idea that Harley duped both, but she didn't really dupe them. She scared them. She did. No, she, totally she did. scared the pants off of one and hit the other with a bat. What I wanted her to do is what she ended up doing. Such a smart setup if it happened. Oh, look, she knew what, you know, what uh, Professor Pig wanted. She knew how to get Firefly. Why didn't this equal out to, oh, my God, she used it against Crane. Oh, my God, she did the one thing. All she said was, put on the mask. No, put on the mask. No. Okay, hit you with a bat when you do, and I'll put it on myself. It never was that clever thing that would have tied into the stuff you didn't like, but in a way that you would because it's Harley then, where even with that, she's acting like a a numbskull slapping five, right? Slappy five with the dead people because of the idea that she is duping Crane this whole time to try trick him into putting on the mask never came out that way and it really should have it really should have been a way where she ends up making him do it in a way he doesn't realize he just ends up yep i'm gonna do it my way and then gets hit with a bat and then she's well, that's like the thing is even this whole thing where they're like you know the magistrate knows that roman sionis is down at the dock so we're gonna send harley in there to pretty much be the opening act for this whole thing like i said she's gonna play dumb and act like she wants to join the club like i know bait when i see it and I'm like hey i would have used a joke i've been over 18 for a while now buddy but they didn't go that that's far that's the thing the whole- i think they did because he says suppose i was bait you still came i'm telling you it's a dirty joke eric she no, no, it no. In. in my mind she's still bait but he still came oh, to no. hear the i think the that that's bait. supposed to be a dirty joke i'm seriously i think that but this whole she thing said. is like i know you're working for crane and stuff like that why should i be afraid of jonathan crane i'm right here crane he's calling out crane come and get me and then roman crane do you remember how it felt to be alone in the dark mm. as a child never every up. bump or creak every shadow dancing across your wall where are you face me crane it just it does not feel we said we have you know black mass goons start getting affected by the fear toxins so they start wigging out but when you reveal the scarecrow i feel that it should be bigger and even the idea where you had the stylized nature of like professor pig and firefly i didn't really care for the way they look but i thought it was kind of neat this futuristic look of them i don't find the scarecrow very menacing looking at all when he does show up in full like you know costume so he's here it's the scarecrow we're gonna have a like a show off between like the the scarecrow and the black mask for some reason they are you know arch nemeses of each other we're gonna break it down and just like you said harley knocks out 
Black, uh, sorry, Harley knocks out Black Mask and then Jonathan Crane as well and goes off in her merry way and is the hero of the book. That is the best part to me because she double crossed everybody here just to get her own but way. But I to wish get back the double cross the was smarter. And in this, just say, this is just out of the blue exactly how it is. You end up where she's convinced Crane and convinced him in a way that he doesn't really realize that this is really going to screw with him, whatever. He goes, he's the scarecrow. Roman's laughing. What do you, what do you think? I'm afraid of you as the, like, that's ridiculous. He ends up doing this. He said it affects all of his cronies. They go running off. Then Harley grabs it and then switches it around of everybody always leaves you. And then he's like, Oh my God, they, they did. They left me. Oh my God. And then it starts like something clever like that, that actually does something that she has set up that we didn't realize. She knocks him over the head with bats and leaves, which is Harley esque, but the setup was the smartest girl in the room that's playing chess where they're playing checkers with her psychology deal and i really would have liked that like just even that it little should have been somebody thing. other than black mask why well, enjoy the character like seeing him here like really pitting him against scarecrow didn't really work for me because no, it doesn't it make either. sense for my head but in my mind it's only here because of the birds of prey movie where black mask was the big bad of that whole thing so all right we're gonna have harley go up against the black mask and you know, Scarecrow might put on a mask at some yeah, point. And even with that, when they go, and I kind of was like, oh, okay, I'll go with it. But the idea, well, Mr. J bought things wholesale and stuff like that. I'm like, I don't know the black mask goes wholesale like that. And it's going to be that one. But it kind of everything well, seems tough. Well, everything seems, I don't think so. He's basically saying, I'm still ruling shit. But, it, you know, with that, it just is kind of, like you said, there's not a real connection between a lot of these characters besides, oh, Black Mask was in the movie, so we'll put him in. But having Crane and what I wanted to see because of the idea where she was using the psychology that Crane went to get her because he couldn't figure out things. So she obviously can think ahead with that sort of thing. I wanted more of a connection, but also just having the two doctors. It, it was kind of a neat little thing with them. But basically, the first issue, you set up some stuff, and then, hey, we're going to get out of here. We're going to go get Black Mask, and then you're just at the docks. Oh, my God, I'm Scarecrow. Oh, my God, boogie, boogie, woogie. Boom, Bat's gone. But I did like that Harley ended up with no care or whatever. She was going to double cross him and then has the Scarecrow, you know, mask where she could maybe do something. She's like, this smells like bad seafood and throws it away because she doesn't care. She just goes off. I did like that ending. Um, but I just, I didn't like it as much as the first issue. The first issue at least had, you know, a smart setup with the things. Yeah, you didn't get a lot of action, but it was setting up this issue where I thought we were still going to see Harley knows how to play this game and does the things with her training. I wish and I would have talked out. about the idea of why Harley isn't affected by the fear toxin. Yeah, because she lives her own fear. Like, you could have that. We're like, why aren't you affected? I, I live my own hell already. Well, it I goes mean- along to the whole thing, too, with, you know, like when uh, Harley, like I'm going back to like, you know, um, Mad Love and when like, you know, put like Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy first got together, like from the uh, like co- comics or the cartoon, stuff like that, where to hang out with somebody like, you know, Poison Ivy, she was injected with a uh, uh, serum to make it so she's immune to poisons and toxins, stuff like that. So I don't know if that's still canon or if that's how yeah, that works. Well, but- if, if you're doing a Harley, you could even go with the idea where she's gotten over the Joker and the biggest fear that she ever did have was that she'd always be attacked. You could make it work where Harley looks really badass and stuff like that as well. Um or that she ended up mixing up a cocktail, Eric. But still, you kind of don't get much of anything. You get a lot of jokey stuff. Like I said, I, I know that that's what you wanted. 
and I don't mind it, but I thought I that just wanted more. I than thought it was more of a dupe that she was trying to go like, oh, I'm going to let him down his guard and I'm going to trick him into being the scarecrow because that's part one of my plan. You know, Harley's plan has 18 parts where Crane thinks it's a two part deal and he doesn't realize what's going on as it's going on. And then at the end, you're like, holy shit, she is so smart what she did. But at the end, you're like, well, it's Harley. She hit people on the head with bats and got out of there. And it's okay her doing that. And then you end up crane like the idea. Where, where, where's Harley? Where's where's Black Mask? Oh, we're putting him in. He's affected by the toxin. Well, my God, she ruined my life. I'm like, I don't get it. I don't get exactly everything you're saying here He's and what's going on. I don't know because he could just end up. I, I don't know how it plays. I really don't. So we'll have to see. They don't seem to be arresting him. He's just sitting there talking to them. At one point, they pick him up, but he's just sitting there. And uh, yeah, I was just wondering Everybody's the whole gonna say, deal. I saw that dude with a mask. Okay, shoot him. Fucking kill yeah, him. Maybe. But he says, you know, let me see. I don't see pictures. That's what you say all, all podcasts. It, it didn't happen. Um, but yeah, and even that people were already like rumors and whispers and things like that. So I just wanted something a little smarter. But I gave it a 6.5. Um, I like the art. I like Simone DeMaio's art. Some of the things right. in the first issue I, I thought I was a little more confusing. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like that futuristic anime style. And I know the problem is there weren't a lot of panels with him. He becomes the scarecrow, gets hit over the head like three panels later, and then hardly has it on like three pages. Three pages. I'm looking at it now. He becomes the scarecrow. Then you get the next page where he is barely in it. He's in like one deal and then Harley bonks him over the head and then puts on the thing. How do I press this? She's trying to press it with her jokes and then it works. So she wins. But uh, what would you give it? I didn't give it a 6.8 out of 10. I like this because we got more Harley and it just shows her double crossing her way out of this to go off on her own again, which I did enjoy. It's just there was no gravitas to this big, you know, scarecrow reveal, which I really felt there should have been. The idea of him going back to this thing that he never wanted to be again, there was nothing really there to say, like, I'm afraid of being the scarecrow, which would be great for him having overcome the fear of the scarecrow himself. It's just not there. He just puts on a mask because he wants to take down Roman. Which he could have done right away without Harley. I mean, he could yeah. have done that. There's, there was there's no... no connection here that really works for me. In the end, I, I like the art and I like that we got more Harley doing Harley things this time. I just wish it would have been built up better in the long run. Yeah, it's weird because the Harley things are what I like from the first issue. Harley things, I'm I'm not really, you know, down that much with just the jokey stuff. And like I said, high-fiving dead, but we get that every run. We don't get anything different. I thought that that first issue kind of showed that Stephanie Phillips was going to do something a little different, but she went back to that. So we'll see when the run starts up in March, because she's going to be doing the solo series when it comes back with Riley Rosmo. Eric Riley Rosmo. Anybody there? No, my watch. Any fans? But uh, yeah, so what is your book of the week? My book of the week is Future State The Flash number two. Mine is uh, a tie, I believe. I think that I gave both <laughs> Wonder Woman and the next Batman eight out of tens. I may have given Wonder Woman an 8.5 though, but I can't remember. But both of those I'll put as my book of the weeks. So I thought they were both pretty good. But here's what we're going to be talking about next week. We have two podcasts now, as most people would know. A thank Gra it's friday episode that eric says i'm losing my voice and uh yeah well that's what happens eric when i get mad at you and uh (laughs) so friday night we talk about non-future state books at this point now 
There is a non-future state book coming out, but we haven't really been keeping up on it. But you can decide if you want to catch up and talk about Rorschach number five. But we'll we'll leave that for later. But what Rorschach. We, yeah, yeah. So that's coming out. So we could decide if we want that. But what is coming out future state-wise? Future state dark detective number three. We also have future state Green Lantern number two. Future state Justice League number two. I, I've made a lot of predictions about that. Future State Kara Zor L Superwoman number two. Future State Robin Eternal number two. Future State Super uh Superman Wonder Woman number two. It was written weird. Future State Teen Titans number two. Rorschach number five. And some things that we do not talk about. Sweet Tooth the Return number four. And the Green Lantern season two number 11. The penultimate issue of that series. Now with that, two of those will be on the Patreon Spotlight. If you want to hear that, go to patreon.com slash weird science. Get a bunch of things, including that spotlight. We also have a spotlight of the Marvel stuff and all that jazz. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. Now, we also ended up having Hellblazer, the rise and fall of Constantine this past week. We could also catch up on that to talk about that if you do not want to talk Rorschach. We'll just we'll do DC. Out. Love is a battlefield. We can do that. One. That's an 80 page. That's up to you. That yeah. is up to you. It looks pretty decent, actually. That It's like a Valentine's Day 80 pager. So we'll see what we will do. But we'll do something of the non-future state sort on Friday. And then we'll have our regular show on Sunday with the rest of the stuff. But at the end of the show, Eric, because I cannot talk, what do we say when we are done? Everybody have a great week. week. Keep it weird. weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. I like the killing. See you on the sevens. It's just that easy. Roll turn ho! Roll turn ho! Roll turn ho! Wrong turn rocking the house. You see I'm the cat and you the fish. When I show up in your town, the street will run red. Cross my path, you will be a ball. Throw your hands in the air, wave like there's no problem. If you like horror movies and wrong turn, everybody say, right on. Wrong turn home. 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 I got 99 problems, nothing is one. Damn, that shit was dope. Closing time. That's it for the podcast, so I guess it's time to go home. Closing time, you've heard the pod is over, so turn off your iPod or phone. Closing time, nine hours you just wasted, now it's time to get back to work. Closing time, pretend you're still listening, cause your co-worker's a fucking jerk. Eric's got to go play with his toys. Eric's got to.
Play with this toy.